0: Welcome to the game Sharks podcast where we talk about our favorite thing in the world. Stabbing. Uh, stabbing Jeff Jeff is on vacation this week oh and video games shit. Jeff's on vacation this week so I'll be your host Andrew for this one-off. Uh, today I'm joined by Derek as usual.
1: Hello.
0: Uh, Dante is returning. Hey, how's
2: it going?
0: And for the first time ever, a very special guest, Dante's friend from the UK, Jeremy. Say hello.
2: Oh, hi. How are you?
0: I'm good. We're, uh, <laughs> cool. we're all good. Uh, Jeremy is joining us for a very specific reason, and that is because we are going to be talking about the Assassin's Creed series uh, in general, as a whole, probably all aspects of it. We're just going to get into it. Assassin's Creed seems to be... a pretty large topic of discussion in the in the last few months with Valhalla coming out and in general it seems like every ever since I started to play the first game I kept seeing more and more articles pop up about the series in general
1: there's definitely a like renewed faith I think in the franchise uh recently I I, especially I think with the the Valhalla reveal a lot of people are coming out of the woodwork and saying oh like yeah I played Assassin's Creed back in the day and i'm kind of interested in this one yeah
0: it was like after i played the first game i saw an article maybe a week later that said like oh here's how it feels like to play the first game nowadays and i'm like wait a minute and yeah it was it's been funny but uh but jeremy is a real big fan of assassin's creed uh so i've been told so we're going to be getting into that uh but as always since this is Jeremy's first time on the podcast, we have some questions to ask him. So Jeremy, tell me. Oh,
2: great, oh no.
0: <laughs> what is your earliest gaming memory?
2: Oh, good, oh wow. Um, that would be Sonic 1 on what we in Britain call the Sega Mega Drive, or you would refer to as the Sega Genesis.
0: Oh, I didn't know that was, it was different in, in the UK
2: oh yeah, yeah yeah and actually through the years playing different like console games uh, different consoles um the differences between the european sold versions and the american sold versions was actually a very painful reminder we were always second uh, no. <laughs> yeah so um yeah so yeah that was my first memory
0: nice and then second question what is your favorite video game of all time
2: oh god oh god <laughs> Ah, God. Um, <laughs> my, my, favorite, my favorite game that I like to play, multiplayer, would be, it's a, it's a tie between uh, Super Smash Bros. on the N64 Ooh. and Goldeneye. Goldeneye was, was big in my household. Also on the at, N64? Also on the N64. It, it never improved on the Wii. In uh, fact, okay. it, it probably robbed it of some sort of, you know, creative <laughs> license and just <laughs> yeah
0: interesting on the smash 64 though usually that's uh on the bottom of people's lists
2: it it got us playing like when i was i was in school everybody was playing that um i think the the game that people started playing was sort of the south park game and uh, yeah. it was so terrible um <laughs> so gimmicky <laughs> was it the um, christmas special one yeah it was it just <laughs> <know>. it just <laughs> was a reminder of just you know c- keep your love for the series on tv and, and never turn to the games have a, a you know in the future i ended up playing obviously the stick of truth and uh, yep. fractured butthole so uh, it renewed my faith in uh, in creativity
0: nice <laughs> well uh Sticking with the Smash Bros. theme, who is your Smash Brothers
2: main? Uh, oh, Luigi.
0: Nice. Uh, I assume in the 64 version.
2: Uh, actually, Luigi got better um, in the... So I played it on the Nintendo Switch. Okay. And so yeah, that was that was sort of my go to for that one. Fox nice. McCloud though. You know, he was Fox is
0: pretty good in Ultimate.
2: Fox is yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: All right. Well, awesome. Uh thank you for those, Jeremy. Uh now we'll be moving on to the emails for this week. We've got two emails. First up, fan favorite Steve. He says, Hello there, Game Shark Podcast. How did no one acknowledge that Derek said Nutella is disgusting? Crazy take there, unless he is allergic, which would be understandable. I don't know, Derek, what do you have against Nutella?
1: I do not enjoy it in any way, and it's not because I'm allergic to hazelnut or whatever crap they put in it. I just, I hate the taste uh, with a passion. Well, Derek, I agree with you.
0: I also hate Nutella.
1: Yeah, we're, I think we're, Steve, we're an anti Nutella podcast here.
2: Um, we'll
0: have to get, uh, how, how do the rest of you feel
2: about <laughs> Nutella? Uh, actually, I mean, that was an, actually an issue between our friendship at one point, Dante, because <laughs> your your kitchen just, just had, yeah. you know, Nutella in it, and I'm allergic, so uh, <laughs> my first trip to visit you was just like a death march, so yeah. no, I'm totally against it.
0: An, All as right, as as so, uh, family growing so up. with a <laughs> three to one, <laughs> we uh, are firmly against Nutella on the Game Sharks podcast.
1: Yeah, that's uh, no changing that opinion whatsoever. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, Game it's, Sharks is anti Nutella, it's locked in, um, Steve. <laughs>
0: Goes on to say, as someone who has read more Tom Clancy books than video games played, I'm pretty sure the only similarities that both the books and games deal with are the military and or government conspiracies. The main character in Tom Clancy's book is always named Jack Ryan. So if the main character in the video game is not named Jack Ryan, Ubisoft is just slapping Tom's name in the title. Derek, is, is that true?
1: don't think that's true.
0: So is the character in the game Jack Ryan? Then I don't know I thought, anything about
1: yeah, him. I thought is is Jack? Yeah, okay. Rainbow Six is by Tom Clancy. Oh, okay. But they all this is the thing. I think this is where he's correct. They take place in the Jack Ryan universe. Okay. So I don't think like Rainbow Six doesn't star Jack Ryan, but it's still within that. Okay. That I did not know. That's interesting. Okay, cool.
0: Yeah, thank yeah. you, Steve, for providing some additional context to that. I know nothing about the Tom Clancy games, so I couldn't have told you either way.
1: Um, <laughs> I was gonna say I remember the Ding Chavez. The what? one of the, like he's like one of the main characters in Rainbow Six, and oh. like he's also one of the main characters I think in one of the novels, uh, I think. Yeah. Okay. Do you remember Ding Chavez Dante? We played a lot of Rainbow Six Vegas.
3: <laughs> no, I don't remember Ding Chavez. But he was
1: like the main character.
3: Isn't his his name isn't Jack Ryan in Splinter Cell either? Right? No. It's Sam Fisher.
1: Yeah, but I don't know if Splinter Cell is like a, is if is that a, based on a novel?
3: Oh, does it? Oh, I don't know, but it is Tom Clancy's Splinter Cell.
1: Right. I think that's what he uh what is J- Steve was saying is that um all that most of the games are probably original stories in the universe and not actually oh, based on books because most of the books follow Jack Ryan or yeah uh,
3: gotcha
0: okay oh, well yes
1: yep Sam cool. Fisher is yeah, exclusive uh, to video games
0: that uh that is be- good for me to know because I Literally, you could have shown me any military-based game and said it was Tom Clancy, and I would have believed you. (laughs) Uh, Well, Steve has some more to say about Assassin's Creed, but we'll probably bring that up later when we actually get into that discussion. Still the reigning email champ, Steve. Our other email is from long-time listener, first-time emailer, Jeff. Uh, (laughs) He says... (laughs) <laughs> what's the point of status ailments in rpgs i'm talking things like poison sleep paralysis things of that nature they always seem pointless against basic enemies and 99 times out of 100 they can't be used against bosses so again what's the point sending an email to 100 of episodes that i'm not on therefore better than steve jeff <laughs> <laughs> uh i agree with jeff rpg fucking status effects are useless I especially agree with the not using them against bosses point because every single time I'm against a boss in an RPG, I try and status it, and it's always like, oh, they're immune, and it's like, okay, well, why? That's
1: an interesting question from Jeff. (laughs) Uh, Thanks for emailing. Um, I feel like if a game... Had, like if you feel like the status effects are useless in the game then the game wasn't designed well like i feel like i've played rpgs mm-hmm. where status effects matter at at like the top at, or at like in like the hardest difficulties like i feel like status yeah. effects kind of mattered in final fantasy 7 a little in remake a little bit like yeah. i used poison a lot um i used i was going to uh, i was going to 10 or something like that I
0: mean, when i was playing through final fantasy 10 i i was con- consistently using a lot of different status effects to try and and win my battles
1: yeah i was like i i know i think about like pokemon yeah uh, that was the other that one that comes I was gonna to mind and i know like i'm not good at pokemon so I, I just don't use status effect moves ever like when i was a kid i i, I if it didn't do damage i didn't t- teach it to my pokemon yeah exactly But they actually do like in a competitive and like, mm. balanced sense, like, yeah, they, they're they kind of important to play the game well, yeah. I guess.
0: When I was really into Pokemon in middle and high school, I was trying to get into competitive battling a little bit. I never actually, like, bred for IVs or EVs or, like, stat train <laughs> my Pokemon or anything. But what I would do is actually, like, teach them, you know, different moves that are used in competitive Pokemon. And then I would try and bring those uh, moves into battling with my friends, and I would lose because they would just use the highest damaging move on my time, on my team, and, <laughs> yeah. I, and my, my, I would die before I got a chance to, to set up anything. So it's a very different environment, for sure. Uh, and a lot of RPGs nowadays do fall victim to that, where you can kind of just spam your highest damaging moves and win. You know? That's why right. I, I wish that a lot of games utilized their status effects more like, Octopath's yeah. battle system was yeah. really great for stuff like that. Although, I can't remember off the top of my head if Octopath had s- explicitly status effects, but their, like, armor system was really
1: cool. Anyone? Good question, that? Jeff. <laughs> uh, maybe sometime we should have you on the podcast to talk about RPGs. Yeah, that would be a good idea. <laughs> well,
4: Jeff, reach out to us again if you'd like to, if you'd
0: like to come <laughs> on. come. <the podcast. laughs> um. Yeah, so uh, that is it. For the emails, uh, so let's move on to the news. Uh, we got some a lot of a lot of stuff revolving around the uh, the the Triforce of the gaming developers uh, this week in particular, with Nintendo and Xbox both having uh, directs. I guess is just the the umbrella term now for me. Um, PlayStation having some some news of their own. They showed off the DualSense. So I guess we'll start there. Uh, did you guys uh, check out the DualSense showcase?
2: Yes.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
2: I
1: did not get to to watch it. No. Well, unfortunately.
0: I can, I can tell you what Jeff Keeley told me the the controller feels like. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He had some. Um, he had some. Uh, a lot of touchy feely action with it. Uh, in fact, it it, it felt a, a little. A little erotic at some points with the with the with the <laughs> blow, with the blow to the yeah. controller. Just like you can even blow on it. <sighs> it um, but I, I get it's it's a it's an interesting. Uh, first of all, it's a it's a out there design for Sony. Um, as long as I've played a, a PlayStation, the controller's been consistent. Um, I thought they'd live and die by the DualShock, but uh, turns out they can evolve. Um, and I'm pleased to see it's it's gone in a positive direction. I, I thoroughly enjoy a comfortable controller. Oh, um, one of the reasons why you know I, I brought up uh, my passion and love for the N64 is because that controller is just the first time I remember um, a friend of mine who was left-handed saying, I can play like you now. <laughs> um, uh, wow. <laughs> So it was. It, they had actually thought about the different dimensions of obviously handling a controller for both left-handed and right-handed people, and um, it was just comfortable whichever orientation you could choose to use uh, to use it. And even though this is a limited expansion and what's already existing, I, I I think it's great.
0: Yeah, that's actually something I never have thought about in terms of controller design: is right-handed versus left-handed. Oh yeah, I guess the the N64 is is ahead of its time in that regard.
3: Wait, how did he use it left-handed? Because I I'm left-handed. Oh God, Dante! I, I think I just used it like a normal right-handed <laughs> person.
2: Not everyone is like sorry. Um, <laughs> uh, it's just because obviously you put your hand between. This is again, um, uh, you put your hand between the sort of saber tooth. Um, controller, and so obviously he used his right hand uh, and his left hand on the outside, whereas anybody who's right-handed would put the oh. left hand on the inside and the right hand on the other side.
3: Hm. Huh. Interesting.
2: Interesting. Yeah, you see? Sure. It's.
1: Uh, I guess the
3: buttons are basically all the same anyways, right? Whatever side they're on. Yeah, pretty much.
0: I wonder if there are any controllers that exist that are, are reversed, where the control stick is on the... or I guess there's two sticks on controllers now uh where the i mean i guess the control stick is on the the right and the or like the face buttons are on the left rather
1: i think that's one of the things i think you can do now which is like kind of maybe if games have a lot of accessibility options is you can actually i think map face buttons to the d-pad and the d-pad to the face buttons. Uh, so like if you are yeah for some reason i guess left-handed you need like because i know you can swap sticks sometimes where mm-hmm. like Left, your left stick is instead uh, turn, and right. So then you would swap face buttons. I'm assuming yeah. as well, um, yeah, but I don't know. I, I can't think of many games or, that do it, but I th- I want to say I've seen it before in like um, like shooters or something like that. Yeah, you yeah. can like swap it around. Uh, I know like PC games, obviously you can map anything and everything to whatever you want, which is really nice.
0: Oh yeah, for sure.
3: Yeah, I'd like to go on record speaking for all left-handers of the world <laughs> and saying that we we just use it straight up the right the same way every... The right <laughs> I
1: mean, like, you don't hold a mouse in your left hand, do you, Dante? No, I don't. Yeah, I like, have to yeah. say. Hmm.
0: Yeah, I mean, at, at some point, I guess it kind of just all blends into being one universal way to do it, but there's definitely a lot of stuff where it's like it it would make sense to me that a a left-handed person would want to to feel more comfortable doing it with their dominant hand if like like if pressing the face buttons on a controller is is like so indicative of of like muscle memory and whatever on you know and your dominant hand then uh like i could see it then but it's but but like dante said apparently you just do it the same (laughs) as everyone so but uh
2: yeah no i was just thinking um most left-handed people end up learning to be ambidextrous um, yeah. and that's just it just makes it obviously easy so i mean it would, that that anecdote about my friend uh, saying that he could he could play it like us um just I, I like the idea of a console sort of leaning towards a more creative and a more like inclusive uh, way of playing and in a way yeah. that i i would have never have considered you know this would have been a problem for anybody uh, yeah. But yeah, and particularly now, um, virtual uh, games are coming. So, yeah, I imagine course, they're gonna.
0: Of course, you have things like the uh, the, what what's the like the Xbox accessibility controller?
1: The is it um, like the One
0: Touch or whatever?
1: Yeah, 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 it's like the the pads and like the big. Yeah, those yeah. are, That's really cool looking.
0: Yeah, that stuff is awesome, and that goes obviously further beyond the scope of just dominance. That's right. Uh, but. But, yeah, uh, in terms of the dual sense itself, uh, you know, the the actual topic at hand, uh, I really, it, it, like I said, it's it's weird that, uh, like, I can't really form an opinion on it until I've held it in my own hands. You yeah, know, like, that's true. Like, watching someone talk about how it feels is way different than actually feeling it myself, so uh, we'll have to see
3: until it, it comes out. I thought it had um, a lot of cool ideas. Um whether game developers spend the money or take the time to put that kind of mm-hmm. like stuff into the code or whatever into the controllers yeah just i, I don't know because i you know the wii wii motes had speakers yeah and like how and many like times the... did speakers get used yeah it, this
0: this is a a problem that i think has persisted within video games and controller designs over the last like Decade or more, you know, where you have these these concepts that developers will showcase for their controllers, and then maybe they'll get used in a couple of games at launch, and then you're, they're never seen again. Like remember HD yeah. Rumble on the Switch? Oh, yeah. You know, it was they were making such a huge deal of it. Like, oh, you can feel the marbles in this controller, and then one two Switch did it, and then I've never heard it mentioned <laughs> again. <laughs>
1: uh, I watched a video the other day that was talking about um, gyro aiming. Uh, which I think you can. This the Wii U had it. Uh, yeah, that was like the, the,
0: that was my preferred method of playing Splatoon on the Wii U.
1: Right, and it's it's actually like I guess a like a way better, um, like way to do precision aiming on a console. But like people are so against the idea of moving a controller in their hands without pressing buttons because of like the Wii that. Um, like oh, yeah. developers don't implement it in games and i guess it's bit gotten, it's gotten really popular in the pc crowd because it's like kind of like using a mouse and people have been like modding uh games to use the ps4 controller so they can use because the ps4 controller had gyro uh, gyro aiming in it oh. and uh so like people use it for like doom and and all this stuff and i'm like wow i forgot that you could do that with a ps4 controller because like <laughs> i don't know any game that used motion except the last of us where you bang the controller against your hand when the to, light goes to out to refill the
0: flashlight yeah yeah <laughs> yeah it's like there's and i think uh games like the last of us like the i think the games that stand out most of the time are the games that are taking full advantage of their of their hardware like right, the right ghost of tsushima does this uh using the touchpad uh in different ways yep, um yep La- the last of us did it did the last of us use the I feel like I played a game recently where I had to use the speaker or, the, or like the or like a blowing command or whatever. Maybe I'm think I, I might be thinking uh, of uh not thing. that I know of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm probably <laughs> thinking of the wrong thing. Maybe I'm just thinking of the showcase, but uh but yeah, when games do utilize the technology, it's super cool. Like I remember another example for Nintendo is Nintendo Land on the Wii U, right?
1: Yeah. Like yep. They, the way that
0: they used the gamepad in that game was like really ingenious and then like obviously the wii u itself is a whole another story but like no other games on the system used it for more than like a mini map
1: which is a shame because it was a cool idea
0: yeah it but, was it yeah. was a cool idea i'd really dug it like the the most fun game on that on that package was the mario chase game where one person is is yep, mario yep. on the on the game pad that was the most fun game uh to play with friends uh, on the Wii U, other than, like, Smash and Mario Kart, but...
1: I mean, how many other... There's no other way for you to have an asymmetric local multiplayer game unless you have something like that. And, like, now you can't make a game like that on any console, because... Exactly. I mean, unless you you have two Switches. Yeah, You could do it on the Switch, yeah. But it still wouldn't be completely local right like you'd have to have two switches yeah, that's that's six hundred dollars to play
0: an asymmetric oh, yeah. game. yeah <laughs> yeah yeah
1: that's like you know why even bother implementing the game mode kind of yeah thing. but so hopefully uh
0: developers can do some cool things with the dual sense uh i'm certainly looking forward to it uh and in order to buy a ps4 uh, we won't. We'll have to stress a little bit less because the PS5 pre-orders uh, Sony announced will not come at a moment's notice. They will let us know when pre-orders are going to open, so that they they will not just drop randomly. There were <sighs> a lot of rumors flying around uh, last week, week before, um, about how oh PS5 pre-orders are going to drop on on Monday. You know, everyone get ready, and there were people like actually lining up at stores like getting waiting to purchase a PS4 or PS5 rather. Uh, <laughs> That's I haven't say, so.
3: pre-ordered a console in like since the th- oh wow I haven't pre-ordered a console in a long time now <laughs> I'm thinking about it <laughs> holy yeah, crap
0: the, I think the only one that I've ever pre-ordered was a Switch and that was like that was the only console where I was like an adult to buy uh, so I could make my own decisions everything before that was was under my parents' jurisdiction so like my my parents would basically just wait until they found one eventually uh but this is definitely a a relief for me too because i keep wanting to uh, i'm so hesitant to make any purchases now because i'm like what if the ps5 drops tomorrow and i have to drop five to six hundred dollars
3: on this? <laughs> <laughs> it's only going to be like a hundred bucks for the pre-order right isn't that what the going rate is
1: I think usually. it depends on the retailer. Like Amazon might let you pre order it without putting any money down, whereas like yeah. GameStop you might have to put down like a hundred bucks or something like that.
0: Yeah, doesn't Amazon do uh like you just pay when it ships?
1: Yeah, you just pay when it ships. Yeah, yeah. which so. are, which
0: will I think be an even better uh deal for me because ooh. That'd be it'd be much uh Much better for me to plan out, because then I could know when the $500 or so are going to get taken out. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, And then along those lines, the PlayStation uh, consoles, according to some code that was found on Sony's website, uh, might be limited to one per person, which uh, will help a lot in terms of scalping, at at least on the one outlet because obviously you can have people buy it from multiple stores um but this is at least, least alleviated a
2: little bit yeah and and that's one of the things that here at least in britain like people are. Not, i feel at least or i've seen and i've spoken to friends about that the the numbers of people who go to these stores are less and less year to year mm-hmm. because they are just those um you know those scalpers who end up just buying loads and just selling them online yeah, um, and yeah, it does. It does, you know, make it less less interesting or less special because there is some sort of uh, camaraderie when you're sort of waiting outside the store and you're about to get your hands on the game and you're about to be the first one. Then it used to be a really big deal that most of the country knew the first guy who bought the PlayStation Four a couple of years ago, uh, well, quite a long time ago now. But um, yeah, yeah, it was. Um, Yeah, so now pre-orders aren't exactly as high-end as they used to be because, sadly for us, a lot of those stores, we we have a store called uh, called an H&B store that used to be quite prevalent here. Um, It's closed down, or many of the the stores have closed down that used to do the pre-ordering. So a lot of that stuff is now online. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. And uh, especially with the... The increased production of the units of ps5s themselves it seems like sony is really doing everything in their power to smooth over the launch of their console which is super appreciated
2: oh yeah yeah that's i mean i get everything home delivered these days and i'm sure just like the rest of you it's just more convenient to just if you were going to get it you just you know have oh, yeah. it shipped to your house yeah absolutely
3: it's not the same though i think i waited oh. outside Best Buy no. for a Wii once.
2: Well, if you want a tent <laughs> to stay outside your house, you can have one, okay? <laughs> I don't remember. I
3: don't remember if I've told
0: this story on the podcast before, but when I was getting my Wii U, I went to, uh, I went to two different midnight releases that were both all filled up because because the, the Wii U like did not have a lot of units available, so there was t- like maybe six or seven, eight tops SKUs at at like Walmart's. Uh, and so, like, they were all filled up in the line super fast. So then we went to sleep, uh, woke up at 3 a.m., went to a different Walmart. They were sold out. Uh, we had actually asked the Walmart that we went to first if a specific one was not uh, was doing a midnight release or not, and they told us they weren't. And then we went there in the morning, and they said, oh, yeah, we did a midnight release. We were like, okay, cool. Uh, so then we – after – so then sometime between then and, like, noon the next day we went to like two best buys three game stops like uh fucking like sears we ended up waiting outside of sears for an hour and a half <laughs> <laughs> and we went inside us and an, a lion behind us and we asked the guy like oh where are the wii U's? and he's like i have no idea what the fuck a wii U is <laughs> <laughs> and and then we watched a, we watched another guy carrying two, walk behind him and every, all of us are like frantically pointing and uh, like hey there he is and i <laughs> was like okay well i'm not allowed to sell these yet so we'll get back to you uh and then we ended up going back later to get it but god that was it that was a day i like i i went through hell to get my wii u and then it ended up you know being the wii u so <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, so hopefully being able to pre order my PS five will uh alleviate some of that pain. Um, but that's well, I, uh sorry?
2: Yeah, no, I was just gonna say, um it's it's definitely gonna be the first pre order um of of a console I've ever done before. Mm. Um because uh, you know, these days, you know, going into a store seems like um uh, well for, for at least us at least here in the UK it's not so much of a death trap as it is for you, but um Man. yeah, so, but we're looking I'm looking forward to to seeing it out yeah, and um yeah
0: for sure i uh, I agree, I'm very excited to uh to see how that goes, and I'm very eager to find out when we're gonna be able to get our hands, even the price like i just need i just need the price uh. <laughs> That's
2: a really interesting point, because um, I was just uh, reading about the price. Ubisoft has actually said that they're going to price it, at, uh, for your prices at least, uh, $60 rather than yes. the, um, 70
0: Yeah, so that's something something that Ubisoft has... or The, the way they, that they worded it specifically was that their games this fall are going to be... 60 dollars yeah yeah but it seems the general conversation is trending towards games for the next gen consoles bumping up to 70 dollars which i understand but i also dread because it's just like uh like i remember when nintendo started like the wii games used to be 50 dollars and then when they made the wii u they bumped it up to 60 and i remember being disappointed then it's just like it's not really that big of a bump in the grand scheme of things but it's like just the extra ten dollars kind of is a little bit sad for me. It's
2: you know, just trying so. to make you forget about the sexual misconduct. So.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, we're gonna. will just uh, slide this part. We're getting into that. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but, but yeah, uh, so hope I'm very interested to see how all of the uh, the PlayStation uh, things are going to shake out in the in the future. Uh, but unrelated to that entirely uh metacritic is now delaying its user reviews for games thank god uh yeah so that that'll we, be we don't see any more last of us 2 situations where you know within hours of the game releasing it's review bombed to have such a negative user score bringing it down uh yeah you know this that is, is
1: a a welcome change
0: oh yeah for sure so not really uh super Discussion-worthy, just a super cool, neat thing to bring up, considering all of the uh, backlash and discussion surrounding the release of The Last of Us. Um, also unrelated news, uh, Team Reptile announced uh, Bomb Rush Cyberfunk, which is a spiritual successor to Jet Set Radio. Uh, I know I've always wanted to play Jet Set Radio, and its uh, its particular style has always stood out to me uh have any of you played jet set
3: yep yeah no. anyone i played it for the th- uh for the xbox i oh, had okay. a um i had like a game a multi multi-pack game they used to sell these like c uh cds that had like 25 different games on them mm-hmm. i think one of them was like fusion frenzy if anybody remembers, Fusion. oh god, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes. but it was like Fusion Frenzy and um, and Jet Set Radio was on the other side, or like okay. maybe like on the other disc and that. Uh, Derek, I know because you're such a hard-lined Dreamcast fan. <laughs> Did you ever play it? Cause...
1: no, I I never had uh the original and oh. i i never um i should have i i i should actually i should download it and burn it to a disc and play it um because yeah. you can do that with dreamcast games
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> and i have two dreamcasts sitting in
2: my basement right now
3: did, did you ever play a jeremy
2: yeah i got it on emulator because um, um, I ended up um, souping up uh, my PC a few years ago, which is yeah. now just um, the rusted bucket that I call it. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, by using the emulator, I just um, have the, the capacity to download thousands of games on my hard drive. But uh, yeah, it's on my list. I'm not sure how much I've played it, though.
3: Yeah, yeah it's one it. of those
0: uh, cult classics that I've always wanted to go to. It's. It, I've heard that the soundtrack is very good. Oh, yeah.
3: Um, yeah. It just has, like, a unique style to it. That, yeah. Like, it's never been, um like, mimicked or... um
0: Or, like, like recaptured ever... in the same way. I'd yeah, say, I guess, like... from what I've seen of it, I would say the closest is almost Splatoon. In, like, yeah. their kind of, th- the funk aspect of it.
3: Or maybe, like, Parappa the Rappa.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, did, didn't Parappa the Rappa come out first, or...? Oh, I don't know. Let's let's do some googling. For um, the came out in like 1995, and then oh, god, Jet Set Radio uh, came out in mm, 2000. Yeah. yeah. Oh okay. So yeah. And when when would Jet Set Radio Future have come out? Because I know my my roommate Jordan is very into Jet Set Radio Future. It came out in 2002. Uh, that's one of his favorite games. Um, but I've never I've never really gotten myself into the series. Uh, and I've been meaning to. So, so uh, maybe uh, maybe Cyberfunk will be a good way for me to do that.
3: You can also download it on Steam. Sega did this. Um, I don't know if it's still active, but I got it for free on Steam. Oh, okay. And this other game called Hell Yeah, if anybody's <laughs> ever played that. <laughs> uh, hell no, I have not. <laughs> um, but yeah.
0: Yeah, well, cool. I'm, uh, I think from what I saw, it definitely captured that same kind of style that Jet Set has. Um, but I... Like I said, know otherwise nothing about the series, um, so, so I'm looking forward to to seeing more information about that. Um, but into the possibly two, at least, what would have been the two biggest uh pieces of the week. We'll start with the Nintendo Direct Mini. Uh, my level of excitement for this, the more I learned about it, just dipped and dipped because i remember derek i remember i texted you and and the others uh the when i found out i i saw yeah. on twitter something like oh nintendo direct mini today and i was like oh sweet oh it's in five minutes from now sweet and then i and then i like they uploaded the video and it's eight minutes long
1: <laughs> and it wasn't there was what two maybe one big announcement and the rest was just like i would like say like one big announcement, random shit. one
0: medium announcement and the rest is like okay
1: yeah so they start
0: off by announcing cadence of hyrule dlc cool um you know that's a, a game I like i kind of wanted to play but also like i'm fine with not playing um but for the people who do love that game awesome it adds more playable characters a lot more songs um i don't know how much the characters will add to the gameplay i don't really know anything about that game um but that's cool then they announced Rogue Company which is did they, was it a free to play online shooter?
1: I think it is, yeah. It's
0: yeah, it, it it seems very similar to uh CS:GO and Valorant in its style of gameplay where it's kind of objective based and like you have uh you're like planting a bomb or something. Um I'm not going to lie when I was watching this I was half tuned out the whole time. I was like at work and, and like I was kind of skipping through it because seeing that it was 8 minutes long, I just wanted to Get to something that I that would that would wow me and it never yeah. happened. Because <laughs> uh, after that they had WWE 2K Battlegrounds and they, they oh showed no
2: no no <laughs> that was that was just so so terrible. They they and showed it was just a, embarrassing.
0: Yeah, they showed a lot of clips of people playing the game, <laughs> and then the clips of the actual game did not look good either. Uh, so. That was cool, I guess. And then the the two the two bigger ones of the of the showcase, which took up almost half of the runtime, were uh, a, re- a HD remaster of Shin Megami Tensei 3 Nocturne, uh, and uh, the announcement of Shin Megami Tensei 5, uh, which is coming out in the spring. Um, Shin Megami Tensei, obviously the uh, parent series for Persona, which I really like Persona 5, and I've heard really good things about the other games, so it's kind of been on my radar a little bit, but again, not really something that I was excited to see, but like, it's kind of cool.
1: It seems like uh, if you were a fan of that series, it was like, they already announced it too, right? It was, they had already announced 5 was coming, but they they just didn't like, they had shown it. Yeah, like, there was no news in a while. And then this was like, the, like hey, yeah, is like it yeah. is coming kind of thing.
0: Yeah, okay. Well, yeah. It's cool that it's coming, but it's not something that I was really anticipating at all. Uh, but for the people who do like it, that's awesome. That's great. Um, but in terms of my, like I said, my level of excitement for this just w- started at 100 and then went down. Because I saw there was Nintendo Direct, and then... Because <laughs> it's just like, it's been so long since we've heard anything... From Nintendo, Paper Mario is out now, so now we yeah. have zero idea what Nintendo is doing for the rest of the year. And I I just want a Nintendo Direct, a full length Nintendo Direct where it's all first party titles, or like more notable third party titles. Just I need to know something. <laughs> right. <laughs> Which yeah. Is
1: so, a... it's really lacking. <laughs> yeah.
2: So uh, after I saw the um the showcase, I was actually pretty interested in getting my hands on my own Nintendo Switch based upon Rogue Company. Um, I had, hadn't seen it oh, before, really? so thanks for sending it over. It was, um, it was sort of like a mixture. A mixture of things that I had you know, already played, already seen. A little bit of Rainbow Six, a little bit of uh, Modern Warfare, a little bit of, um, what is it, Watchdog. Um, in the way that it, it looked very uh, techno-warfare, which is mm-hmm. the way that most of these games are going. Um, but it didn't seem too difficult to play, and it had that multiplayer option to it. Yeah, um, free
0: to play is always a good uh, gateway into into games like that.
2: Yeah, and uh, but massively, massively disappointed by that whatever that WWE thing was. <laughs> I just, I just, I just shun it. I, I can't, I can't. No, <laughs> sorry.
4: I,
0: I mean, I am in full agreement there. Uh, I've never been a big fan of wrestling and the game that game in particular does not look great either
2: there's just something warped about the characters i mean have you <laughs> looked at them it's it's, it's as like if a,
0: yeah it's like why steroids does that game... found
2: a way into into the software exactly some... it's like, why <laughs> does, i don't know i
0: don't know why that game needs to exist when they have the full realism wwe games at the you know that are yeah. probably better i mean it wasn't the wasn't one of the most recent wwe games like very glitchy and very bad
1: yeah, they they have just stopped making putting any effort into making those, I think. And they just That's right, poop yeah. them out.
0: Yeah, a lot <laughs> of developers just poop them out nowadays. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, a little bit disappointed with that Nintendo Direct. Um, but today uh, was the Xbox Games Showcase, which uh was what I want out of Nintendo, but from Xbox. So how did you guys feel about that, overall?
3: Anything in particular you're really excited, excited for? Yes.
1: You're very excited, Dante?
3: Yes. <laughs> As a non-Xbox owner, but a PC oh. owner.
1: Oh, um, yep. Uh, yes. <laughs>
3: um, I think X- I'm going to say put this out there, but Xbox has like, if you own a PC and a PlayStation 4, there's no reason to buy an Xbox ever.
0: Oh, absolutely
1: especially with um smart delivery uh not smart delivery the x cloud coming i don't do you you don't have game pass right dante no but no I you haven't would invested gladly
3: yet buy that so, instead of a brand new xbox yeah they're yeah.
1: they're coming out with um the uh my my oh uh, the X cloud the X cloud stuff which runs I think it just runs uh, on Android devices or on I think you can
2: so basically the way that uh, Google has made Stadia just it, multi-platformed yeah your yeah. phone your tablet your laptop or whatever.
1: so as long as you have Game Pass Ultimate which is fifteen dollars a month if you don't find one of those one dollar a month deals. Uh, you can play any non PC Xbox game on, on X cloud whenever that yeah. once that comes. So it's like why would I I was going to buy a Series X but I don't know if I if I will now. Yeah,
0: uh it's like Xbox uh, keeps saying like, Oh, Xbox is the place to play it and and ours is the most powerful <laughs> console but here's this service that makes it so that buying it is pretty irrelevant.
1: Which I and I feel like uh, we and I—I I don't know if J- Jeremy also fits this realm, but we're we are definitely like more hardcore gamers in the sense that like we have uh, you know a well-built PC and like so we're already like really you know we're into crap like that. Mm-hmm. So when they say you know you can just use your already built PC to play our games. Like, it's smart for them to do that. Like, I I wish PlayStation had uh, a similar thing. Like, I I downloaded PlayStation now, uh, and for some reason I still have that subscription. But I was playing, like, old old PS3 games on my PC, and it was awesome. And I was like, well, why am I doing this when my PlayStation's right here? Like, it doesn't really make a difference. But, Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Like, the fact that I could play any Xbox game that comes out on... My PC, like, why would I buy a dedicated console? I guess it's exactly. like, yeah, like I'm that person that has everything on my desk right here at me. Like, I don't play console games on my like TV anymore. I have a dedicated monitor for my PlayStation Four. I have a dedicated you know, dedicated monitors for my PC. So, like, okay. I, you know, I don't need it out there, I guess. Uh, but
2: oh, oh, I would okay. So I'm I'm like a, a lapsed Catholic <laughs> in that regard. Um, so it, the best way to describe it is I am definitely a man of the console uh, I was devout, I was raised in it and I love it, however life has made me quite mobile and I've been, I've been without the ability to always hook up a console uh, to places where I've travelled to and lived in so I've ended up recently transitioning onto um, platforms and I've been testing them out over the last couple of months it's particularly during the lockdown period um, and it, it is not an alternative um, it's from the from the point that I started with PlayStation now and then I, I moved on to, to the Xbox version of it and then I moved to Google stadia It just your internet connection is just it's the lifeblood of your of, of a yeah, game
1: very yeah. very true very true
2: and um, I, also the way that the, the system manages the network as well uh, also plays a massive contribution. I hate all of it. Buy a console, <laughs> stick with it. <laughs> what, sorry, what I'm basically trying to say is don't live my mistake. Um, <laughs> it's, just, it's just better to, to have it with you. It's like the partner you can enjoy and yeah. it can enjoy you.
0: It's like having a, a dedicated box that you know will be able to run your games is is much more comforting than relying on on an internet connection or the specs of your PC, you know.
1: I, exactly. I guess I'm I'm hopeful for the future that that these uh, especially I think Microsoft can better fix or fix figure out the the cloud gaming than Google can. Um, yeah. Because. Microsoft is at least the past eight years, you know, they really have dove into to gaming and wanting to get that work. You know, I don't think if XCloud uh wasn't going to be better than Stadia, they wouldn't hype it up as which I guess they
2: haven't really hyped it up too too much. But well it's it's been out since like two thousand and fourteen right. and I was That's so yeah. surprised by the fact that it's been in, in existence for so long and I've never considered using it. Particularly having a console at that time, but yeah, it's it's definitely worth um, trying if you if you haven't It's really really good. Uh, The games on there They have a huge library number of options Mm -hmm. Um, However, depending upon your internet connection or where you live these things can vary
1: Which I guess like you were saying you've been traveling like so your internet connection is gonna vary where you are you know like it's not like you're you're traveling around, uh, like, to from metropolitan U.S. city to metropolitan uh, no. European city where you know they're going to have great internet all the time. Like,
2: uh, I would, I would, I mean, if I were, then yes. But I was living in China, and right. yeah, like that's. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I learned I learned a really painful lesson about. Um, units and measurement, um, just like the Celsius and Fahrenheit thing that we're having about before we started. Um, they they use slightly different, so obviously we know megabytes per second.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, they, they have a different unit, so it's divided by eight. So it is essentially uh, less volume. So it, when they show you the showcase of, oh, oh, we've got 100 megabytes per second, this is a great you know bundle to get subscription to buy without you know service mm-hmm. and i thought oh that's fantastic that's great and it's really cheap but obviously because their units are so low i was so stuck for months just thinking where am i going wrong and obviously learning mandarin at the time it, it sort of you know is having to play catch up
1: oh so, yeah. so they, they use bits instead of bytes yeah there's a difference they do use bits yeah uh, <laughs> oh yeah bits um Eight bits is one byte, correct? Oh. Yeah. yeah. So when, when you're most most internet is uh, most internet connection is measured in bits, whereas for some reason for downloading we 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 use bytes, and so yeah, it creates that that
2: illusion um,
1: yeah you think your internet <laughs> is fast, but in reality it's actually eight times less fast than you think it is
0: <laughs> that is very interesting and explains a lot
2: <laughs> yeah so um it's and because there's so many um online users uh, in china yeah, and yeah. particularly mobile gaming is huge and i actually got massively into it massively addicted into it there's this huge i mean you know i'm sure you remember internet cafes mm-hmm. they are everywhere and it's literally an escape for most of the teenage generation now um just trying to get out of the house and they'll go to these places and they'll fork over uh hundreds and hundreds of uh, of dollars let's say um just to to get online onto a fast network rather than be at home and having to compete with granddad
1: Cause you know, Granddad is a hardcore gamer in China.
2: Like, oh, you know it. Everyone, <laughs> everyone is. Fifty
1: years from now, yes. <laughs> Fifty years
0: from now, we will all still be playing games. I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> um, uh. But yeah, uh, I love uh, what Game Pass is doing by allowing me, and even Xbox in general. Like, I don't need to ever buy one because I have my PC, and I, you know. Any game that comes out, I just I can play it on my PC. So why would I need to spend all the money on an extra on an extra
1: system, um, right? And you know what? The, they're still they're still getting our money, right? Like I, I always think about like I have I have Game Pass. I could spend five hundred dollars on the console and give Microsoft five hundred dollars right away. Yeah. Or over the next ten years, they're going to get a you know. Uh, a thousand dollars from me because i'm gonna have game pass for the next 10 years kind of thing so it does work out in their their favor yeah
0: um so anything that ever releases on xbox i will just play on my pc instead should i choose to i've never been the biggest fan of a lot of the xbox exclusive games uh in general uh but let's get into that the actual games (laughs) that they (laughs) show
3: so so before i got into that um (laughs) before i started that (laughs) argument um uh i was watching a game informer video today and they were talking about um the fable series Mm -hmm. and i thought Uh to myself like man the one thing that would bring me back to buying an xbox would be the fable series and i didn't know but i they had announced the new fable series today yeah
0: yeah it was there it was their one more thing that nintendo yeah. loves to pull or ge- developers in general love to pull nowadays where it's like well that's our show but there's one more thing <laughs> here you go and that was that, it
3: that's like one of my favorite well i don't know if it's nostalgia factors but that used to be one of my favorite games yeah
1: one I, through uh, three i'm I remember, excited for it to be brought back
0: yeah i have this weird nostalgia of it because i think growing up i remember jeff talking about it or watching jeff play it at one point um but i've never i don't know anything about it so i have this like it's always weirdly in the back of my mind as like oh yeah that's this thing from my childhood but also i know literally nothing about it so uh i'm very curious about that one um they started off the the showcase with halo infinite um I know you uh, and a lot of our friends are really big into Halo, Derek. Uh, to me, it just looked like HD Halo. So, uh, why don't you like? How do How do you feel about that one? Did that speak anything for you?
1: Um, I was really excited to finally like see anything from it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like after the high came back, you know, after I came down from the high, I was like, yeah, but it just it's it so it felt like it, they were like finally playing catch up with the game like yeah nothing in it seemed um new or exciting or like pushing the first person shooter genre in any way like okay great it's it's open it's like more of an open world game now cool i've played a ton of open world shooters yeah. uh the the grappling hook thing like okay yeah. i just played doom eternal this year which did that same thing and was re- did it seemed like it did it way way better than halo infinite probably is going to do it mm-hmm. um i think they like okay cool the game like the campaign is cool uh it'll probably be cool uh i haven't played halo wars 2 yet so i'm not sure i know that's it kind of builds off that which is kinda of funny because like why wouldn't you build off the fifth the, the you know, the last game yeah, that came in
0: and... you know, mainline game?
1: Right. And not this, you know, random RTS game that maybe people played, maybe people didn't play. Um Yeah, I I'm ex I want to see more. I'm excited for it, definitely, mm-hmm. but I, I need to see more. I need to see like what the multiplayer is gonna be like. Uh like what yeah, what are the they only really
0: talked about the campaign, gonna be? right?
1: Right, and it's like, okay, like why, why did it take until now to show that? Like, the, if the game's coming out this year, like I feel like we should have had a camepa- campaign gameplay like last year. Yeah, you know, I, yeah, I, I'm cautiously optimistic optimistic for this one. Yeah, a, an open world Halo game sounds awesome. Uh, I but mean, isn't I like the AI...
0: basically what Destiny is.
1: I mean, Ooh. no, because it's like <laughs> like Destiny's a, a, a like an action RPG shooter game, okay. and you know, Halo Halo is still a like purely uh, FPS, a pure FPS. Yeah, you know, pure FPS. Uh, some of the, a lot of the, the gun new guns looked cool. It sounds like it looks like they're like adding a ton of new weapons, which I think is cool. Uh, how that'll factor into multiplayer, I don't know. There was like, I think every gun he like Master Chief picked up except the the assault rifle and pistol he had in the beginning were all brand new weapons to the to the game. That's cool. Um yeah, I it was only 8 minutes and it felt very underwhelming at the like after yeah. watching it. Well, it so, has
0: a uh, a holiday 2020 release date right now, so I'm sure we'll be seeing more about that yeah in the, I, in the coming months.
1: I wasn't I'm sure in the next month or two we'll get a, a a multiplayer beta announcement or something and that'll come out sometime in October and that'll give people kind of like the the yeah. impressions they need to to decide if this is going to be the second coming of Halo 3 or it's just more halo that's just not as good as it used to be
2: (laughs) yeah yeah i mean i got that sent the same feeling when i when i saw it it just it it had that kind of flair of oh this is going to be cool and then you sort of realizing well will it will it really um i'm obviously my skepticism uh is from you know just being let down so many times uh Thickly, you know, again referencing that whatever that WWE thing was. I mean, I don't, I don't actually play those games. Just to be honest, I just like trashing it. Um, <laughs> but it's, it's the um, um, Microsoft actually showcased something along the lines of um, Vikings, uh, Hellblade.
0: Oh, Hellblade! I was, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
2: I was literally taken aback by whatever that was yeah. um obviously there was no gameplay that i saw i am uh, but...
1: very excited for Hellblade. yes did you play the the first one andrew or is it just no is it, it's, in our... it's, it's
0: just in our pool of, of, of yeah games uh I've, I've been wanting to play it i think right after i played god of war in 2018 it was like hot very high on my list of games uh-huh. i wanted to play and i just never ended up getting around to it but so, i've heard that i've heard that that the first hellblade is like a very
1: very cool experience it it's not from what i've heard it's 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 like an indie game <laughs> yeah i mean pretty uh, much i i'm curious i'm i want to eventually play it to to kind of see where the the hype is but i yeah i'm definitely like i don't know i don't feel like i can get hyped for the second one because i just don't even know if i like the first one
0: Yeah, that's true. Um, I mean, I think that the, from like what I've seen from it, it just, it looks like it would be a really cool and unique story, kind of similar to The Last of Us, I think, but in like its own unique kind of way. So, so the very aesthetic of the game just intrigues me a lot, Um, but I really want to play the first one.
2: Yeah, I think after seeing that, I'm I'm definitely with you in that. I'd I'd like to go back and play the first one
0: for sure. Um, I I'd, I'd say Halo and and in a way, Hellblade and then Fable are probably the biggest announcements out of everything. So I guess we'll quickly run run through uh, the rest of the stuff that they that they dropped. So we got State of Decay three, um, and, and stop me if if any of these uh, pique your interest in any any capacity or you want to touch on them. Uh, we got State of Decay Three, Forza Motorsport, uh Everwild, which is a new IP from Rare, which is
3: cool. Okay.
0: Um, I'm 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 has Rare done anything after Banjo in the last like twenty years? <laughs> they, <laughs> they did Sea of thieves, didn't they? Yeah, Sea of Thieves or, did, is there. Thia, with, sea of Thieves is
1: rare? Yeah. Okay. That's so the, I didn't know that a, sounds like it's their their first back to uh like a single player game instead of a live service game. I don't know. There's no, I guess there's just no information about Everwild. Yeah,
0: they just they just flashed the Rare logo and then showed a, <laughs> yeah. a cinematic trailer. Um, I mean,
2: that Rare logo that hasn't changed in like 25 yeah, exactly. years. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: but, but yeah, that uh, that intrigued me just because Rare's name is attached. So I'm excited to see where that goes. Um, after that, we got Tell Me Why, uh, which is from the same people who made Life is Strange. This is like another one of those yep. uh, point and click like story book games. Um chapter
3: is one that the is really people releasing... who made um heavy rain too.
1: Are they? Nah. I thought it was different than the people who did heavy rain.
3: Okay. I you always get those all confused. But I know that Detroit Become Human and Heavy Rain have the same developer.
1: Yeah,
0: this is uh yeah, no. they're they're different. Okay. Alright, yeah. sorry. Um after that one, we got uh, the announcement that Ori and the Will of the Wisps is getting a version of it specifically developed for Series X that will run at, like, 4K, 120 FPS or whatever. Or I think on, on the screen it said 120 FPS, and then the guys said 120 hertz refresh rate, which yeah, just, are different things.
1: Right, but you need 120 you hertz refresh rate to, to see 120 FPS. Right. Right.
0: Yeah. Okay. So either way, uh, they're they're making a very uh, high end version of that game, which like even though I'm not going to get an Xbox Series
1: X, that excites me because that game is beautiful as it is. Does it not already run that well on PC? I don't know. I, I would feel like it. You would be able to run it at 120. I don't Fx know. If, on but PC, I don't know but... if I don't know if my
0: PC would run would be able to run that. Um, okay. But yeah. either way, I'm excited. I love Ori. I love that game in particular um the outer worlds perils of gorgon which is like a, a is it is, is a dlc pack or, or like a an
1: extension was coming yeah, out in september like a dlc story dlc or whatever yeah um so that's cool the outer wilds
0: or uh, god damn it <laughs> outer <laughs> worlds uh and it just looked like space fallout to me not a game i could really ever get into
2: well, actually, it made me think of Fallout. This- yeah. And, well, Obsidian um, yeah. are the
0: ones who made New Vegas, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: Oh god, that was a. That was a I, I enjoyed that. Just. Yeah. Yeah. I'm quite. Yeah,
0: uh, Obsidian also developed the next game, Grounded, uh, <laughs> which the the game itself take it or leave it, but I think it had my favorite moment in the whole uh, event, where they go you've been waiting for the biggest game of the year and you'll have to keep waiting for cyberpunk <laughs> and that one that was great that was that was a pretty good one um but the game itself uh it looked like a like a cooperative like adventure game of some kind where you're all tiny people and like you're fighting against spiders and running through lawns but the blades of grass are giant you know um uh, not a lot of information about it but looks kind of cool and like i said best moment of the of the event right there uh and then we got another obsidian game avowed
1: um i don't I remember ex- anything about it i'm excited for this one uh this is clearly their answer to bethesda we finally have like a competitor to skyrim to, or to the elder scrolls yeah uh i yeah i i mean those game like people loved Skyrim, I'm really excited to see Obsidian's take on a first-person RPG, like, you know, large-scale open-world RPG, like, mm-hmm. uh, I hope it's, uh, yeah, I hope it's on the scale of an Elder Scrolls game, and it doesn't end up like the Outer Worlds, where it's actually, like, it looks like it's like Fallout, but then, or it looks like it's like, like an Elder Scrolls game, but it actually turns out to be pretty linear, and Not that great, uh, because that would be a huge letdown. But just like the trailer itself got me like super excited. I was like, okay, finally, like maybe this will come out before Elder Scrolls (laughs) Six maybe (laughs) actually
0: comes out. (laughs) Um, Yeah, that'll be cool. Definitely uh, keep me updated on that because I am not going to pay attention to it.
2: Well, it did. Um, it did look a little bit like they were they were bridging between um Elder Scrolls and the um, Middle Earth game that came out, the Shadow of Mordor series.
1: For a um, second, I thought it maybe was a Lord of the Rings game. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and, that's the vibe. I mean, I that's got. just because my ignorance of Lord of the Rings. I was like, wait, is this a Lord of the Rings game? <laughs> <laughs> that's like that's like me with Tom Clancy. Anything <laughs> yeah. that Clancy? You know. Are you
2: Tom Clancy? <laughs> <laughs> Some so, you're just looking at every game and be like, Are you Tom Clancy? Yeah. Just every game.
0: <laughs> every game it's is him. Tom Clancy. It's Tom, <laughs> Tom um, Clancy. Tom Clancy himself. Uh after that we got uh As Dusk Falls, um, which is like I don't know, the the trailer was like a bunch of slideshows, but it looks like it's kinda in the vein as as uh Life is Strange and the other one, the new one they showed. Um so, kind of hard to tell what was going on just from the trailer, but uh you know, cool. Yeah. Um after that we got uh the Hellblade info and then after that was Psychonauts 2, uh which is pretty cool. They had the they had the 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 they were cutting in footage of Jack Black singing, which is awesome. I love Jack Black. <laughs> um did anyone play Psychonauts 1?
3: No.
1: No. I have played a good chunk of it. It's in my Steam library. It's installed on my computer, I want to say. <laughs> okay. Um, like
0: most games.
1: <laughs> let's see. How much time have I put into it? Uh, six hours. So oh, uh, Yeah. Okay. Last played July 4th, 2017. So. Not bad. <laughs> it's been a while. You, but... <laughs> have a, you have a last played, which is uh,
0: farther than I can say I've gotten with most yeah. of my Steam games.
1: Um, I'm curious to see what, how this game comes out. I feel like it's been in development forever. Yeah, right? And uh, like I feel like it's coming out, I guess, at a good time. Like, platformers are starting to be kind of popular again with, like, the new Crash and um, uh, that that PlayStation platformer. The Sackboy one? Yeah, the Sackboy one. So it could, it could be coming out at the right time finally, but I don't know if that's if it ever comes out. Yeah. I feel like it's been in development forever.
0: Yeah, but it, that game looked
1: super trippy.
0: All of it. Oh, yeah. Like that was just like a a fever dream of of like I had no idea what was going on, but I was I was for it. I I I like Jack Black and I like I heard this the first second house is pretty good, so
1: I am yeah. keeping my eye and on that one. I the first one holds up well, I would say. I don't yeah. I think it aged it aged okay when, for when it a out? game that came out, yes, yeah, like 2002. God damn. <laughs> yeah it was an original xbox game okay oh, nice. wow yeah that's yeah.
0: uh that is pretty old
2: so it's, so is jack black doing some sort of song or voices or both
0: uh he was a character I think. yeah he's yeah they said he was the voice of a character but he was also doing a lot of singing so maybe his character sings it was hard to tell i was very confused by the visuals
2: yeah, yeah, it's yeah. um the the visuals are, are kind of blurred. I mean not actually blurry, but it yeah, like you said, trippy.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um so yeah, I'm excited to see uh where that goes for sure. Um after it we got uh the news that Destiny two is coming to Series X and Game Pass. Uh as well as was that a new expansion they announced, Derek?
1: Uh or they, an they had announced one? it they had announced it in the PlayStation showcase a few weeks ago i believe okay. um but th- i think that the big announcement was that it's coming to game pass with all the expansions yep um
0: and then didn't they say that it's also coming to mobile if you have game pass ultimate
1: that yeah so it'll it'll play on uh uh x cloud if right. you have game pass ultimate yeah cool whenever I'm i sure, think x uh, comes out in september i think
0: i'm sure you are uh excited for that one assuming you might maybe get an xbox series x
1: i mean i have it already on steam right and uh it's superior the game is superior i think on the pc uh now that i find like now that it's finally come out on the pc so Uh i would i and because um the game doesn't come out uh it's it's not going to come till pc game uh, to pc game pass until the end of next year Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, I'm going to get the next expansion anyway on PC, but uh, True. I might switch over to the, I mean, yeah, we'll, we'll see. But uh, I'm still excited for the the expansion. They showed off uh, a lot of the new abilities they're adding to the game in, yep. that, in the trailer, and they look really, really cool. Sweet. Uh,
0: after that, we got
1: Stalker 2, uh,
0: which, again, not
1: a lot of information shown um that's definitely looks... one for like the hardcore stalker fans that like there's like 20 people that watch this live stream that were like yes <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> i don't know what is what is stalker enlighten me i all i know is that it takes place in chernobyl or okay. in pripyat yeah. and there's mutants and stuff i think it's like right. a survival-ish game like it's it's really it's very realistic i think uh, but right. that's all I I know very very little about Stalker.
0: Yeah, I also don't know anything about it, so that one kind of just passed over for me. Um, after that one, we got uh Warhammer Darktide. Uh, I know Warhammer is like a really big uh, tabletop game, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. War- uh, this looks like uh I know Dante and I played uh Vermintide, which is a yeah. a Warhammer uh co-op. It's game
3: fantasy, fantasy war warhammer yeah it's not okay. yeah it's
1: not 40k so this I'm pretty sure this is made by the same developers who made yeah it it's,
3: it's made by um fat shark
1: yeah so I think it's gonna um. be I think it's gonna be like a it's left for dead style game but in the warhammer 40k universe um, so my my interest is a little in, I'm a little interested in that uh I haven't delved too much into 40k I've I have. One of the RTS's that I play now and then, but it's it is like a kind of cool universe. It'll be interesting to see how that turns out.
3: Mm. Um, I think Vermintide, um, in the Total War series, and I want to say one more, but they might be the only, in my opinion, um, good. Um, oh, and I guess Blood Bowl too would be the only three good games workshops uh games that i would recommend yeah to people i yeah.
1: i want to say there's a good like good as in it's maybe got like an 80 on metacritic or something like that like 40k game yeah like maybe um, space
3: marine or something like that it's
1: but. something like that yeah but most of them are completely terrible yeah
3: <laughs> but <laughs> i'm definitely looking forward to this one yeah because i, I didn't realize it was just... made by fat shark but yeah um for, i must have put like um like Fifty hours into Vermintide, so yeah, Vermintide was fun because it was just such a good Left 4 Dead clone.
0: Basically. Oh, is that that kind of game? Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know anything about about Warhammer. Uh, so this another one like a lot of the games in in the Xbox showcase, I just know nothing about, and they they don't really speak to my interests. So <laughs> you know, I'm I'm like relying on you guys to to know things. <laughs> um but after after that one, we got uh, Tetris Effect Connected, which oh, uh, yeah. is uh, it it comes with the tagline s- optimized single player plus all new multiplayer. So it almost imagine if they combined Tetris '99 and, and made a it Tetris made it <laughs> Tetris Effect, like that would be really cool. But it seems like it's basically just Tetris multiplayer.
2: Yeah, yeah. it's um it's like an OCD's dream. Um, <laughs> it all comes together really nicely, or it doesn't. Uh, it's it's sort of the game of uh, extreme patience or extreme rage, depending upon who your family members are. Uh, <laughs> but uh, if you know, it's it it seems it, it looks funny, and and I know a couple of friends of mine who are who who might give this a try for a laugh. But uh, I mean, would you guys play it?
1: I so Jeff played Tetris Effect. Yeah, Jeff loves right? Tetris and Effect,
0: and Jeff's in- our, Jeff's brother Matt is really in Tetris.
1: I feel like this game loses its appeal when you take it out of VR. Yeah. So, like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. I I definitely wouldn't play this on my Series X because I couldn't play it in VR. Like, I would wait till I had a VR available to to play it. Um, I, I guess if you really, really like Tetris, then, yeah, maybe you might pick this up, even if you're missing, like, the VR portion. But, I don't know. Jeff praised this game heavily but he also and played it in like VR the, so yeah i feel like the vr had a huge effect on, on yeah his... i can see ah. that <laughs> <laughs>
0: um yeah i mean i i'm i love tetris but i'm really bad at it and uh and i don't know it, there's no there's not ever a moment in time where i'm going to say like oh hey want to play tetris to, to <laughs> one of my friends <laughs> like yeah <laughs> oh, it'll, no. it'll probably be like smash or or something else you know i will never say like oh who wants to play multiplayer tetris that's that just unfortunately will never <laughs> never come up with me, so unless it's tetris attack i am well, not playing well uh, pokemon tetris. puzzle leagues another fucking story dude <laughs> <laughs> i will i will take anyone on in that and probably lose um but yeah uh, we'll see we'll see how that shakes out uh definitely <laughs> curious I'm definitely curious to to hear Jeff's thoughts on on that and Halo and and even most of the stuff in uh yeah. this event. Um,
1: They'll have to send us an email.
0: Yeah, Jeff send us another email right now. Uh halt your vacation. Um so after that we got the Gunk which is from the creators of Steamworld uh and it kind of it was giving me like Pikmin meets Super Mario Sunshine in space vibes like because because you you know you're on a, some foreign ass planet and and you're cleaning up a bunch of gunk you know just like in super mario sunshine yeah i think out of I, all the games this one intrigued me uh a little bit
2: i mean just from looking at the video it just it didn't seem like there was any sort of description of you know the kind of activities that you'd be doing and the sort of puzzles that you might have or challenges that you'd go through. It looks like a decent enough game, but I'm really looking for a bit more when you know oh, yeah, looking for sure. at something new.
0: I'm I, I agree, but I am I, I just think like on the surface as a concept, it looks uh, pretty cool to me. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, after that one, we got the medium, which also the concept of looked pretty interesting, and I kind of have no idea what's going on there but I'm very curious to know what's going on there. I, I don't know. How did you guys feel about it?
2: It's like a murder mystery or something beyond that. It's like a mystery, like lost mystery. Um, It, it just, yeah. it, it was so strange because it had, you know, it showed these different locations. You know, you're in the woods, you're, you know, in this abandoned uh, hotel area. It's just, it was, it was, it was weird, but I liked it.
0: Yeah, and they had the, th- the whole dual reality thing. It says dual reality gameplay, two worlds rendered simultaneously. Don't know what that means, Don't know in, what
2: terms that means. Like, <laughs> in terms of like
0: in terms of like the story or the how the game runs. Like, I'm very curious to know how how that uh, is going to come into effect.
2: Um, it does look like people are leaning towards um, the sort of like the the theme, the themology of the whole the whole gaming worlds and making it more of a movie and yeah. sort of crossing over into more story than game
0: and obviously the, um, the last of us is a big uh um they words escape me they they do that the last of us <laughs> <laughs> um is that how you felt it when you finished the it game. <laughs> <laughs> the Last, of, I mean, The Last of Us is like the the most recent example of, of developers who try and make their game way more cinematic um, than or than, than most games. Uh, obviously, the gameplay in The Last of Us is still phenomenal, but
1: uh, I would argue that Ghost of Tsushima is is actually is way more actually cinematic uh, than well, The yeah, Last of no, Us. No, I mean,
2: for I'd sure. actually argue that Halo would, would or was was tons of uh, cinematic cutscenes that I think that. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just no, I mean, I'm just games piling in general, on you know. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. Sorry. I um but no, I completely agree. Yeah.
0: For sure, that one looked pretty cool, so I am uh I'm curious to see uh more information about that. After that we got uh footage of Fantasy Star Online Two, uh New Genesis or New Genesis Fantasy Star Online Two, I don't know. Uh, I know Fantasy Star Online was pretty popular, or like a cult classic or something, back in the day. How old is the How old is the first one? Like fifteen years or whatever.
1: It's I, about I, fifteen years. I think it came out on the Dreamcast. God damn. It. I think. Did the Did did the Dreamcast
0: have online? It came out in two thousand. Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> the Dreamcast have online? I don't know. Yes, it did.
0: Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> cuz my I was I was always having so much trouble like putting those two pieces together like online in the in 2000 like that doesn't exist but, <laughs> but uh but apparently fantasy star online 2 is pretty uh anticipated by a lot of people um to me it looked like it looked a lot like Xenoblade uh in its combat mm-hmm. style and the way that you uh, interact with enemies but like but it also looked similar to Final Fantasy 15 in the way that your character actually moves so I'm also uh, intrigued by that one um, after that we got a game called crossfire which Final I do Fantasy's not crossfire yeah I do not remember anything about it but it looked like another you know shooter game
1: i I want to say the announcement was that there I think because I think crossfires already out. I want to say it's a free-to-play game, but it sounds like they're coming out with a campaign for it. Okay. It
0: um, said,
1: oh, maybe it's Crossfire X.
0: It's still, yeah, Crossfire X. Because that's what the logo has in the. It's the Crossfire and then a big red X in the background behind. The yeah, title, it, so. it's
3: Crossfire X. Because okay. if you look up Crossfire game, you get um that game where you used to shoot like ball bearings at people Um, (laughs) it was like it was like a little it it came in a box it's a board game that's the crossfire that i'm looking at okay uh
0: yeah well okay that just uh that just says how much i know about that
1: so i guess it's being made by remedy oh okay so Crossfire is a Chinese uh, first-person shooter. It is the f- most popular online per- first-person shooter uh, in China. In in uh, yeah, well, it's only out in China. Oh okay. I think. So, Crossfire HD.
2: Actually, I think there might be um um there might be a TV show based out there on this. Uh, on yeah. the Crun cross- on Crossfire I think they've actually sold the the rights for a TV show I'm not sure ah. but uh yeah it's quite popular
1: um well so the, the, yeah Remedy's making a c- campaign from the Crossfire universe I I guess okay uh and it's going to be a first person shooter well cool this is very confusing yeah I don't uh, <laughs> I don't know anything about it and uh
0: it, it it looks like another shooter to me, so
1: cool. It's a
3: Tom Clancy game. Though. Tom Clancy's Crossfire.
0: <laughs> I knew you were gonna.
2: I, li- I called it at the beginning. <laughs> I, co- I called it. I called it. Uh.
0: Uh. Yeah. So then. Uh. That was it for games. They did the one more thing, Fable, um, and then that was the end of the showcase. Still no price or release date for <laughs> anything.
1: Yeah. <laughs> That's disappointing.
0: Yeah. I like one of you cowards just fucking bite (laughs) like somebody announced something on on when or how or how much it's gonna be like i just need to know
1: it's july already
0: yeah i know right like the game the the console is supposed to come out in like three months you know fucking tell us (laughs) Uh, so, uh, so yeah, that was it for the Xbox thing. Apparently, there were a number of games that have trailers with like taglined with the Xbox game showcase that weren't actually in the larger live stream event. Uh, yeah. I yeah, I they popped up in my sub box on YouTube uh, from other outlets, uh, namely Hello Neighbor Two, uh, a s- sequel to that game that I guess was popular, but I heard it wasn't very good.
1: Yeah, I heard it wasn't very good either.
0: <laughs> but I guess it's getting a sequel, so that's cool. There, There's a Watch Dogs Legion story trailer uh, that popped up. Um, there is a new free-to-play FPS game called Exomecha, um, which is, you know, probably just another fucking shooter game. Uh, there's another game called Echo Generation, which I did not look into. I literally just wrote down the title. Uh, and then... The one out of these, these five that probably piques my interest the most is one called Balin Wonderland, uh, which is a 3D uh, platformer from the creator of Sonic the Hedgehog and Knights.
1: Yes. So, is this yeah.
0: the
3: one with the, the, the rabbit and you fight... Um, maybe I'm just... Do you fight like vegetables and stuff? Uh, that's a good question. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I I, it it might not be. I but didn't there look was, at the, uh,
0: the trailer super in depth. I haven't had a lot of time. But but go on.
3: Uh I saw something. I saw uh they were doing like the demo the demo summer demo thing that uh Xbox was doing. Okay. And they had a game that like was very reminiscent of early Sonic games. Um but it yeah. was with a rabbit and in this
0: in this trailer it looks like you play as a lot of different characters. So uh i not yeah, I don't I don't think it's explicitly a rabbit. But it definitely does give me the same you know, Sonic the Hedgehog and, and Knights vibes. It says it's coming in spring twenty twenty one. Um, so kinda cool. Um
2: That's that's gonna be interesting.
0: Yeah, I uh I I wonder if it can uh do what Sonic has not done, and making a good three D game. But...
2: <laughs> that's saying that's saying something. Uh um, yeah. I mean, but... <laughs> <laughs> um, I think the first Sonic the Hedgehog. I think there was like a really famous rumor about the music in it, the composing, um, being from Michael Jackson. Yeah, in Sonic so, three. Sonic one actually. Going back no, to the really. to the very yeah. I thought it was uh, for Sonic 3 specifically, right, Derek?
1: Didn't, uh, wasn't that a trivia question? I th- think so, yes. It was a trivia question. I thought it was Sonic 3, but maybe he also? I don't
2: know. I, don't I know do exactly. No, I do apologize. I, I might be wrong. The, the reason why I thought that is um, there was a really famous game that came out following Sonic 1, um, which was Moonwalker, um, okay. which apparently came directly from a deal with Sega. Um, and so Michael Jackson has his, his very first and possibly only game appearance, uh, and it is you can actually I think you can uh, kill people with a moonwalk. Uh, no 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 oh it's with the um, it's, it's, no 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 it's with the bit I dare, Please do look this up. Um, there is a move that he does, you know, when he grabs his crutch and then he swings his hand.
4: Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then
2: it's just like a power wave. It's, it's really freaky. But you should check it out. <laughs> it's, it's, it's bananas. So uh, it's uh, actually the other way around. They right. collaborated
1: to make Moonwalker. And then from that, they had him uh, work on Sonic 3's um, right, okay. C- soundtrack. OK. OK, cool. Because he was also a huge Sonic fan yeah
0: interesting well, thanks that's cool. uh that is all of the news for this week. It was kind of packed <laughs> compared to to you know the last few weeks um so definitely glad to be done with that for sure um but uh, we've been doing this for a while, so let's definitely take a break and then uh we will get into what we have been playing. Oof. Why don't we, uh, let's start with, uh, Dante, we haven't heard from you in a little while. Let's, uh, let's start with you. Anything, anything Um,
3: good? yeah, I finished The Last of Us 2. Hey, finally. about time. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> Um, that was a very good story. Um, Yeah. I don't, Jeremy, I think you might play it eventually, so I don't want to ruin it for thank you. Thank
2: you, thank you very much.
3: Um, but there, it is a very good story, and, um, I don't see where all the heat's coming from. Yeah, but, I don't know. You know, okay. I, I really like. I don't know. I like I, the characters, and
1: I know our general consensus on the podcast is that uh, we we all right. We all we all thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, I know mm-hmm. Jeff and I had our main critique. I think was there's some pacing issues with the story, but the story is yeah. pretty good. Uh, I think the way that it
0: tells the story is a little bit iffy. I yeah. would agree
3: that the pacing is definitely off because I found myself a lot of the time they're like how far is that town so like you guys know that part at the end where they're like how far to the boats
4: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm.
3: and and they're like oh it's really far and you like walk a really far distance and it's like an hour later and they're like oh we're still really far and i was like oh god please i kind of just want this game to be over
1: (laughs) yeah yeah and and then
3: when you think it's over it's not really over which that threw me for a loop yeah um yeah so. that,
1: that got us all i think
3: yeah um yeah for sure i really like the characters though i really liked ellie hmm. and other characters which i thought it was a good progression
0: well Sad. that definitely that definitely would have been uh an an interesting viewpoint to have on that episode uh yeah
3: but well alas, it seems like you guys didn't he have...
0: had uh, made it in time so out of uh out of curiosity <laughs> what would you give it out of 10
3: I would probably give it like a nine. Yeah, nine and that. Nice. That's,
0: I think we where we say we sit like eight point five nine.
1: Yeah, I think that's about where we were with it.
3: Yeah, so
0: pretty solid. Anything? Uh, anything else?
3: Yeah, other than that, um, I just downloaded Ghost of Tsushima nice. yesterday. So,
0: how 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 have all of us been playing Ghost? Uh, I know, I know you and I have, Derek. How about you, Jeremy? Yeah. jeremy
2: oh um <laughs> i it's i'm still playing three years worth of catch up with games so ghosts of it's the the ghost game i'm I'm still waiting to play
1: oh, okay okay we'll have you on in three, three years, years. <laughs> then, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> put that put that on our schedule jeremy's gonna come back in three years talk about <laughs> <Kofushima>. <laughs> um
3: it's really good though and i think it like um it, like definitely hits, like, I haven't gotten too far into it yet, but... Yeah, me um, neither. Definitely hits, like, the right points. Um, like, I s- took a whole course on samurai and, like, myth and legend in college and stuff oh, like yeah. that. Um, so I'm not going to claim I'm an expert, but <laughs> I will <laughs> claim I'm, I'm a total weeb. So. <laughs> um, uh. But, yeah, there's some really cool parts. I don't know if you guys want to talk about it, but I think it's cool how he... You just face people like head on. Yeah. yeah at least I in mean, the
1: beginning. The standoff mechanic more... is so cool. Yeah, yeah.
0: It's very it's very cool. I think the way that it it balances the two playstyles are very cool and it's also central to the game's like narrative, the whole yeah. yep. like samurai versus assassin thing.
1: Yeah, way,
0: Which is really cool because not only does it add that level of, of gameplay variance where you can kinda pick which way you wanna play, but it's also indicative of his character.
2: Mm. Can I ask, um, so when you are attacking the Mongols, what kind of uh, reactions do they have? Is it sort of more aggressive to the the different, is it sort of a different engine when it comes to their sort of reaction if you attack them and they see you?
0: I mean, they basically all just like try and kill you, right?
3: Yeah, I would say it's like they just like turn and face you.
1: So
2: yeah. Oh, okay, right.
1: But there's there's definitely some some kind of stuff in there that makes them act differently. So like, cause I I like went into a a base uh, or, or like a village yeah. they captured one time, and I did a standoff, and um, so I like killed the first guy, and then I had the upgrade that lets you do multiple, um, and then I killed the second guy, and the second guy was their leader, like the leader, oh, and they all yeah. just ran away. So oh. I was like, whoa. whoa. Yeah, so and I know there's they should I think they showed it off uh, in one of the trailers. There's like a terror mechanic as you get more into the game, uh, where eventually like they they start to become afraid of you. So like killing them like builds up terror, and then they'll start running away from you. So it's kind of like I one of the biggest things I am liking about this game, and from what I've heard of other people, is the the your upgrades and stuff tie into like the narrative of the game and yes. like as you get stronger like you as you become more of a legend and yeah like that's, becoming, what, like, that's better... what upgrading
0: your character is right is you're yeah, building you're... your legend and then as you progress in the game like you are more known throughout the island right
1: hmm. right and then so they start to be afraid of you like the ghosts so i i'm yeah. I am loving this game. I Uh,
0: love when games do that, and we'll we'll get into uh, a little little more with the Assassin's Creed discussion about how games uh, do the immersion. Uh, Mm -hmm. And and I mean, people have even uh, been talking about this game as if like like people are basically calling this game an Assassin's Creed game, right? Uh, And I think that's really cool, you know, because it it doesn't necessarily do things the same way that Assassin's Creed has in the past, especially recently with the with the RPGs. All right. I guess I can't really say cuz I haven't played them but <laughs> um so but it's 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 it still has its own unique thing you know
2: right right but I can Just... see the 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 stealth factor being uh, absolute um uh, an yeah. attraction and uh, it looks really really good and uh, from the sounds of it it uh, plays great as well
0: yeah it's basically people are saying that if they ever made a feudal japan assassins creed game it would be this game
2: Oh, that's great. Yeah. That's actually that's that's high. That's great praise. I mean despite Ubisoft um uh, learning down in a couple of nations um yeah that's actually a really nice alternative <laughs> to to lean on.
0: Yeah. Um I think this is definitely the most it might be up there among the most beautiful games I've played. Oh it's just yeah, it's just
1: yeah. gorgeous. They I'm excited to see if they do a uh, a PS5 release of this game because oh, uh, just the, the lighting technology in this game is I think on uh, uh, it's on par I th- I think with the Last of Us's lighting yeah and but because cool. of the art style of this game it just makes oh, it dude so good looking
0: yeah you and it just it has that that unique like you know old feudal Japan style that like. It's just so pleasing to look at, dude. Mm. And and sure, it doesn't have the same, like, facial animation fidelity as as The Last of Us does, but it's just has – its style overall is just very unique and and so pretty.
1: I don't know if I can confirm this is true, but I feel like the game changes the, like, weather and – like lighting, yeah, like the weather and daytime cycle based on events that are going on in the game. Because I feel like every time, like, there's something, like, it, kind of like an emotionally impactful moment, mm-hmm. it whether it's sad, happy, whatever, the, the, the like, world, the, the lighting, the game changes to, like, reflect it. Like, I feel like I was I was doing one of the tales and uh, they were talking about, uh, like, the death, of somebody and like it felt like the game world all of a sudden changed into this like dreary depressing like sad serious tone Hmm. and then like at another time when i think i like like was having like a happy conversation or like it was like bright and colorful and i don't know if this is true or if it's just like (laughs) uh like the game is just it's just yeah just weird coincidence and the game is just like you know built in a way to help convey i don't know it's just it's great yeah (laughs) really cool uh, (laughs) yeah
0: i haven't played a ton uh like you dante but i have thoroughly enjoyed what i have played so far um i like i remember we were hyping it up as kind of samurai breath of the wild uh going Hmm. in but i don't think it's quite on that level in terms of its open world gameplay i like that it's not as like a, it's not as much of a fake open world as other games tend to be where they just have this big map and then they put a bunch of objectives on it. Mm-hmm. And I like the fact that it's like it puts the question marks there and then you have to inspect to find out what it is and then there's the whole wind thing. But in if you think about it, the wind mechanic really is just another waypoint because you can pretty much just swipe your pad infinitely and then it'll constantly point you in the right direction. is
3: is there like a big i haven't since i haven't gotten that far into it is there like a big um, thing like about wind in this game is that like
0: the whole like instead of there being waypoints and you setting waypoints and like the wind will always point you in the direction of your current objective right so like you can set you can like track an objective but it will instead of there being a marker on a map it mm-hmm. will just
1: the wind will blow in that direction. I, okay. Are you talking about like a story explanation,
3: Dante? Um, I don't know, cause I, I was gonna give you a little tidbit on the uh, whole like Battle of Tsushima and stuff like that after this, but um, but yeah, Uh-oh. is there anything in the story about it? Cause I know like right before you die, in your like right in the beginning scene, there's like the wind that comes over you, sort of like the maple leaves and brush by you and stuff like that.
1: I believe it's supposed to be conveyed as if it's the the spirit of your father leading you hmm. okay. down the right path. That's how I interpreted it based on one of the cutscenes, but that might not be one hundred percent true. So,
3: in the uh, original battle of Tsushima, or actually twice when the Mo- Mongols invaded, um, there was like they all put their boats in in like that bay. Yeah, yeah. There was this one guy who prayed, and he was like, "Please, just like let them go away." And these like typhoons came,
1: right? Yeah.
3: Um, and then that he was like the founder of like bushido, um, like etiquette and stuff like that. And I remember. Mongo- um, what were you we saying?
1: I was gonna say I remember learning about that when we went to that samurai museum, right? They yeah. talked about it a little bit there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um,
3: and they tried to invade again. Two more times. I'm not sure if it was two more times, just one more time. But um, the they like went and prayed, and like the typhoons just like wiped out the entire entire um, like naval fleet of like Kublai Khan. Mm, and, spoilers. Um, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, if it's history, then is it isn't a spoiler. <laughs>
2: it's like really late news.
3: But um, basically, it's where um the word kamikaze came from or kamikaze oh. because oh. it well, means because hev- kaze or, is wind yep and kami is divine so it, it means divine wind uh, uh. Um, but i'm sure as an american or even japanese developer would never put that in a game like saying it was just flat out
0: oh the know. kamikaze you know, like or they
3: whatever. wouldn't just say like it was called kamikaze because people would look at right, it right because now
0: way. people assume that that means something else Right. I
1: maybe maybe we'll see.
0: Maybe yeah, you never know. Yeah, Jarek. Maybe in the third act of Tsushima, uh, guys in fighter planes will. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I mean, uh, you never know.
0: Yeah, you know. But yeah, there no. I uh, respect.
1: <laughs> I've
0: uh, I've thoroughly enjoyed what I've played so far. The, I think the combat is really really smooth, uh, and 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 it's 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 very, uh, reliant on your skill. Like mastering the combat is, is, will play a lot into how well you do. Like you, there's, you can't just mash buttons. You have to actually pay attention and, and, and use the game's mechanics and to your advantage. Uh, right. I really like that about it.
1: You have to be slow and, and methodical like a like samurai. samurai. Yeah.
0: <laughs> or you can be sneaky and slow and stealthy like, a like, like, a like an assassin. And then, yeah. A sneaky boy. Uh, But yeah, I've I've enjoyed it uh a lot so far. Um, I assume we are all in agreement with that.
3: Yeah. Yes. Yeah, Uh, really enjoying it.
0: Sweet. Anything else that you played, Dante?
3: Um, (laughs) yeah, actually, I've been playing. Um, I feel like I just every time I come on, I like name like three games that I've heavily invested myself. Yeah, man, that's incredibly fine. (laughs) Um, I've been playing a lot of BattleTech which is an RTS uh, mech warrior game. Oh, cool. Uh, I'm a big mech and RTS fan. Actually, in the Steam summer sale, I bought not one, not three, but (sighs) four RTS games. (laughs) Oh, baby. Yeah, so um, I'm trying to get through Battletech, and then maybe, I don't know, I got Valkyria Chronicles 4, Shadow Tactics, so well, like I've heard pathway. good things about Shadow
1: pockets, Tactics. Yeah.
3: What did you say? Shadow what?
1: <laughs> I think it's Shadow Tactics. I don't. <laughs> <laughs>
0: but uh, yeah, cool. Is that uh, Is that it?
3: Yeah. Just uh. Yeah. Check Solid. out if you're if you're uh, if you want to play an RTS like XCOM with mechs, try out um. BattleTech.
0: Nice. All right. Uh, Jeremy, uh, we've never heard from you, so what game from three years ago are you playing right now? <laughs>
2: um, So I'm strictly on the platforms at the moment, so I'm going to be your, your strictly only platform gamer. Uh, I started out with uh, Street Fighter V, nice. the PlayStation Now. Uh, really, really good game. However, um, you know... Combative skills, particularly online, I did not quite enjoy as much as I did on the console. am um, mm. not sure how that experience plays out with you. Um, Watch Dogs 2. Oh, yeah. um, I've, oh, nice. I, played, I played the original Watch Dogs and followed up with this um, about two or three months ago and uh, still kind of liked it. Um, not sure whether or not I'll go for the follow-up. Uh, I think sure. it's Legion. Yeah. 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 Um, but, how you,
0: yeah, how do you feel about what they've shown so far?
2: It's rather, I mean, it's, it's rather interesting. I, I, as I mentioned, it's kind of like um, uh, like techno warfare, and I feel yeah. like there's there's not a lot, of a, a newer additions that they've added to it that I've at least seen from the gameplay and the trailers.
0: Mm-hmm. But
2: um, I'll probably use it by people consensus to to start playing the game through, and then buy the game if I like mm-hmm. it. How does,
3: uh, yeah, there's like no main character in the third one. Right. And so like you just assemble your own like hacker (laughs) crew. Yeah. At the purpose. Yeah.
2: So it's more like, um, uh, brotherhood. So you have like a, a a crew to, to sort of, to go through Mm -hmm. from the way I understand it. Yeah. And, And, uh, um,
0: how does it, uh, how does it make you feel as a UK native?
2: Oh yeah, because it's said in london isn't it yeah. um uh i mean it's, it's london's pretty sorry guys pretty shit sometimes um <laughs> no, <laughs> so it, it it's 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 nice to see what it looks like um through my computer screen and rather through my window <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh to to publicly um you know to to publicly be uh, of, of bad in the world um, it do, it's kind of appealing so I'm actually appealed by that side through the story and how it goes and hear the terrible accent particularly the, the yeah. British accent um, uh, I've heard yeah. uh, that there
0: are some scenes in like in like London bars where it's absolutely 100% accurate on how some of the people act
2: you mean drunk and disorderly Uh uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday through the week. Um, yeah, I'm, which I'm glad to see. I'm glad it's sort of embracing the, the, the truthiness of, um, of, you know, reality. Yep. And in which way, I, I kind of like Ubisoft for, for that in some of the, the, the games they use, including um, Assassin's Creed. So mm-hmm. uh, I won't get too much into that. But um, other than those games, I played Red Dead 2, uh, finally, oh, finally. Solid. Um, Never one I can just, get to. Oh, god, I, I don't know, I don't know how to describe it. It was such a. I mean, I love the first one. I mean, I still sing what Jose Gonzalez uh, title of the song or was it without um far away, which uh, I yeah. endlessly heard over and over again and, and had it stuck in my head. Um, so I absolutely had to play this game, and it's it's great to play online. Actually, um, really did enjoy it. On uh, on the platform on Stadia, um, but I, I hate the idea of these online platforms using subscription bases because I feel it's just daylight robbery. Uh, paying for a game and then having to use that platform then to continue paying for that. But yeah. um, mm-hmm. and then obviously Odyssey, which I completed ages ago and um, uh, got all the DLCs and played that to death.
0: Nice. So yes. so I. I think you mentioned it a few times at this point, but I want to ask more specifically, uh, you play on Stadia?
2: Yeah, I play on Stadia, um, PS4 now. How uh, is uh, how
0: how do you feel about Stadia as a more avid user? Cuz I know Jeff said he tried it and he did not like it.
2: I, I aggressively I mean, if I didn't have to use it, as I said, you know, I'm a, like a lapsed Catholic in this. Yeah, yeah. Um, if I didn't have to use it, uh, I wouldn't <laughs> it's like I cannot, I cannot ask you if, if you don't, if you can go out there and buy yourself a console. Believe you me, this is that is the better way to go. It will always, it will be reliable. It will be, you know, useful, and you can, you know, always keep those games on there. This is just unreliable, useless, and every time <laughs> I contact customer support, they always come like, okay, maybe maybe you ought to just like turn your Wi-Fi wi- 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 router off and on again. It's kind of, you know. That that is
1: just we've talked about it quite a few times. I we've talked about Stadia quite a few times on the podcast, and you know our consensus is yeah, it's it's not, just not not a great thing. And it's just funny to hear that from someone who who has to has been using it, yeah, and yeah. has to use it, and it still is like yeah, this is just terrible.
2: Like, it, it is yeah. About it. It's, it's yeah, the relationship. Uh, yeah. Funny. No, you guys are absolutely right. It's the relationship. I really don't want, but it's all I've got. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you don't even have Stockholm
1: Syndrome. You're just like, yeah, no, I still, still hate it. <laughs>
2: uh, when is the PS4 coming out?
1: <laughs> uh, the PS4
0: came out in 20, 2013, right? So,
2: in which case, I think I'm going to go back and uh, buy a new, uh, buy a, probably buy my old one back again. Hey. Um,
0: <laughs> or you
2: can wait for the PS5 to come out. I, or I can wait for the PS5, which is. <laughs> the first time i'm buying a pre order game yeah exactly <laughs> because stadia sucks <laughs> all right.
0: well you heard it here first the most legit opinion we've had about stadia
1: there goes our google sponsorship
0: oh oh darn <laughs> <laughs> this episode is
1: brought to you by google stadia
0: <laughs> it's terrible uh, all right well uh well that's pretty cool uh, it's definitely interesting to hear uh from that perspective um but, uh,
1: Derek, mm. lay it on me. What do you got? So, uh, I think I... So, I've been playing uh, Ghost of Tsushima. Yep. A lot. Yep. Um, But I think... Is that it? Is that all I played? Only I played?
0: You didn't play any more Destiny or Odyssey?
1: Uh, I did play more Destiny. I guess this is my opportunity to talk about Destiny, because Jeff's not here. Oh, uh, no. Which, <laughs> uh, uh, I, still really into the into the game uh, the unfortunate thing was they did delay the next expansion to November okay um, which sucks but it gives me more time to they they have like every final like m- months leading up to the next release they do what they call the moments of triumph and um, it's basically like they have like a little in-game event where if you uh do a bunch of like stuff in the game um you you get like some new armor or in this case you get a a title which is completely meaningless but i want it anyways um so this one this one they've made it so you can like all the raids in the game are uh relevant in the sense that they give drops at like the, the highest power level or whatever. So mm-hmm. uh, I'm excited that now I, I now have more time to try and go through all of the raids again, as I think there's still three I haven't, four I haven't played through. And I really, really, uh, I don't think, I, I don't think I've even raided on PC yet. Um, the last time I raided was when I played on the PS4. So I'm excited to do that because it's the best content in the game. And nice. Um I'm I'm finally I think at like I'm finally at a high enough power level to, I think go in and do the the new dungeon they released which is also like really really fun and good content. Um, nice. I just I wish I just wish I had friends to play with. <laughs> a sentiment that I have shared at
0: many times with many games.
1: Uh, what? Oh, I have been playing um, Diablo three. Oh, oh, nice! Yeah, oh I, god, that's a great game. I bought that on Switch a while back, and it's like my go-to, like play before bed or or just like boot up for fifteen minutes game for a while. Um, and so I, I got back into that game, and uh, I, I really really enjoy it. And I wish I played it more, but because it's on my Switch, I just don't play it that often. Um, but it's making me excited for Diablo Four, which. Uh, I think it's supposed to come out next year. uh but Diablo
0: I... Four is the mobile one, right?
1: No, that's Diablo I- Immortal. Oh, okay. uh Diablo Four, I think, is that's what's coming out till late next year. I think Diablo Immortal's supposed to come out this year, though. All right. Uh, but I don't have a phone, so I can't play. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Sorry, Blizzard. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Do you guys not have phones?
1: <laughs> uh, like, uh, no, I don't. No, I can't, can't play it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Go- Goats of uh, Tsushima has may- taken up most of my time uh, this past week. Uh, I did want to dive into S- Paper Mario, but I decided I'm going to wait for Jeff's opinion on how it is before I, I start playing it. Yeah, Because uh, I, I, uh... I was starting to get skeptical.
0: Yeah, I mean, I... I kind of want to like the more I think about it the more I'm just like I would rather play other games. Right. So I, I like I'll have to see definitely for sure what uh and what Jeff thinks.
1: I've decided to to start this thing and I I think I'm going to try to do it to write articles for the the website of I'm going to try and play every single game in my backlog on Steam. Oh man. Oh, nice. Nice. Uh so I I did the math, it's 90, I have 91 games in my Steam library, 91 single player campaign type games, like, they have single player campaigns in my, in my Steam library, and it adds up to, uh, let's see, I have the, it adds up to 1,150 hours. Fun. (laughs) Jeez. Jesus. So, I'm gonna try to go for it, uh. I don't know if I, I think I'm going to like set some rules for myself like I can only have, you know, 10 games installed at a time and once a game's installed, I can't, you know, add a new game or uninstall it until I finish it. So, mm-hmm. I think once I finish Odyssey, that that'll that'll be the start of it and I'll start going <laughs> through and and playing stuff. But I've got a lot of really short games that are maybe only like 10 hours max. But I do have a couple huge ones. Like I've got The Witcher, you know The Witcher yeah, three. Yeah. So that's like a hundred hours. Uh, I've got uh, BattleTech, which Dante's playing right now, which I think it has like a fifty-four hour campaign or something like that. Jesus. Yeah,
3: it's not short. <laughs>
1: so uh, there's a lot of like big ones in there that I know are going to take me some time, and a lot of sh- short games I have played before but want to replay again, and then. Some stuff I've never played before. Also, there's yeah. some things I'm already like halfway through, or like I have Sekiro on here, but I'm literally I have one boss to beat, yeah, and I'll be done with that one. So, uh, and then some of them are also on our game list, so I'm not gonna play those until they come. Yeah. up. But so maybe this time next year I'll have gotten through half of this. Yeah, maybe. I mean,
2: <laughs> a thousand, a thousand and fifty hours. So you're looking at 43, 44 days.
1: Yeah, yeah, which if I, you know, considering I play maybe on average 10, 10 to 12 hours a week in my current lifestyle, uh, you know, that'll take me a little less than 100 days to do. Yeah, yeah,
2: that's right.
1: Solid. Or 100, 100 weeks. So oh, it's it's like, two years? Wait a
2: minute.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't play video games 12 hours a day. And that's on top of all the games <laughs> that are going to
0: come out in those two years. Oh yeah, (laughs) right. Right.
3: Like speaking of Sekiro, Derek, um, we've never finished our challenge because you've never finished the game. I've never finished
1: the game. I know it's such a great way to get around a bet, isn't it?
3: Yes, it's (laughs) just like the Dark Souls three challenge. You've never finished finished Dark Souls
1: three. Yeah, it's true. Which I think (laughs) the Dark Souls three challenge is void now because I played the DLC. And so my hours have now gone, like, skyrocketed. So I think you just win that by default. Oh, great. Uh, but I still <laughs> I still have, I think I've got a couple hours on you on Sekiro, and all I have to do is beat the final boss, so.
3: Oh. All right. Well, well I forgot yeah. what we bet, so <laughs> you can name your price. It <laughs> no. was uh, k-
1: Korean barbecue.
3: Oh, it was Korean oh, nice. barbecue.
1: Yeah. So, Solid. I don't know if the place is still open. <laughs> but right. we'll find out. <laughs>
2: Good time to collect.
0: <laughs> yeah, solid. So that's all from you, Derek.
1: Yeah, that's it for me.
0: Sweet. Well, as for me, uh, other than Assassin's Creed Brotherhood and the on- and Ghost of Tsushima, the only other game that I've played is League of Legends, uh, which is fun. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have been playing solo queue. I hit gold three in that. Uh, which is cool. I also participated in a one v one tournament this weekend, and I I won the whole thing. Wow! Which is like hey,
2: congratulations!
0: It was only so a bit of context though. It's only it was a tournament that was run and organized through this one Discord server I'm in, and there were only eight total participants. So it's not like I really had any steep competition. Uh, I'm pretty sure I was one of the higher rated players out of the bunch. Um, and I think I I think I conned him a little bit because the rules of the tournament were that it was mirror match champions, so you have to play the same champion with the same items and setups and everything, runes, summoner spells, uh, and so I somehow t- convinced the last my last two opponents to play against me on two of my best champions. <laughs> so, well so it worked out for me I guess uh, but yeah so I ended up winning winning that whole thing um, but they're doing another one this upcoming weekend uh, which is free for all champions so you can choose uh, whoever you want um, so I'll see how that goes but other than that I have not been playing many other games uh, except for Brotherhood so we can get into that right now so assassin's creed is the main topic of today even though we've seemingly gone on at length <laughs> about so many other things at this point <laughs> um so jeremy we know you are a big assassin's creed fan. to so tell me why why Assassin's
2: creed? um yeah uh I, I guess i loved parkour um way back when uh, i had needs that worked Um, and it was just a really inventive game so I was interested in Prince of Persia um, and then when I had heard um, that there was going to be a game involving parkour I was really interested in it but I didn't play the first game uh, initially I played um, uh, Assassin's Creed 2 and then retrospectively played the first game um, which was by far the best way to have done it, because yeah. the second one is I agree. where everything came together. Um, and they had the highways that were designed for you to, to do stunts, for you to do your, your, the parkour yes. and, and um, air assassin kills and things like that. So um, I mean, I, I love this game to the point where I don't have a console at the moment, but I will suffer with Stadia to play it. <laughs> right. um, because, uh, yeah, it's the history aspect of it. It's, um, it's interesting characters occasionally. Um, but, yeah, I mean, what, what about the rest of you? Have, have uh, any of you guys played it?
0: Yeah, uh well Derek, I know you and I have touched on our history with the series,
2: uh in that
3: <clears>
0: bonus episode. Uh so let's let's go with Dante first. Uh Dante, how about you? What's your history with Assassin's
3: Creed? Um I remember seeing the game informer issue for the first one mm-hmm. and being like completely in love with it. I was like, This sounds like such a cool idea. There's like so many cool I was like I think I was I was pretty young. I don't know when the first when did the first one come out. Two thousand two thousand
2: yeah two thousand two thousand
3: yeah. So I would have been fifteen. Um, so I didn't really like know too too much like about video games and video game world, but it just looked great. It had such a cool idea, and then I just was like completely derailed when it wasn't just the assassin stuff. At least the first Uh, one. Oh, yeah. You know, when they were, like, the whole Animus thing. They didn't advertise. Mm -hmm. At least because it wasn't like we are now where, like, everything is, like, so covered. I had dial-up internet, so I wasn't just going to, like, boot up the dial-up internet to go look at screens of Assassin's Creed. So I just felt like I was, like, robbed almost. (laughs) because i had these like (laughs) cut scenes cut scenes i couldn't skip (laughs) and like uh you can view them at
0: such dynamic angles
3: oh perfect (laughs) it's just like the (laughs) animus stuff that i like as a 15 year old kid didn't really care about Mm -hmm. um but i stuck with it though and i like went because the second one was so much better yeah yeah um and i played uh, i think brotherhood and what was the one after that revelations revelations yeah revelations, yeah. Yeah. yeah i played revelations as well and then i played the uh, third one to the conclusion of
2: that's a trilogy <laughs> Des- yep. yeah the yeah. desmond
0: story <laughs> which i don't know i don't know how that ends so no spoilers there oh okay okay <laughs>
3: I, won't, I won't spoil the magnificent storytelling that is before i Oh, I'm, you, so. I'm sure I'm sure it's <laughs> magnificent indeed. Oh, it comes to a real storm <laughs> I, I, I am vaguely
0: aware of, of that it is a shit storm
3: <laughs> I don't know I don't know if that's a good way to describe it Well, I'll see when we get there Okay <laughs> Um and then I, uh, yeah, I really wanted to play Black Flag because I like the, um uh, mechanics, the sailing mechanics in, um, in three. I just never got around to it. And I, I think that's supposed to be, like, one of the best pirate games.
2: It is. It is. Ever made. Yeah, yeah. that's what that, a lot of people in say. like,
3: I would say it's Sid Meier's Pirates, but I've never played it, so I. Um, or Sid Meier's Pirates, but I've never played Black Flag, so. I'll get back to you guys on that. but um, And I booted uh, up Odyssey for all of... Um, 15 minutes. And I <laughs> frustrated with the mechanics. Oh, jeez. Like, the fighting... Mecha- I I got, like, beat down by those two guys right in the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was like, come looking for your payment. And I was like... <laughs> this isn't Devil May Cry fighting style and I was like I I can't I can't do this. <laughs> so then I uh, never came never went back to it. But solid. Um, I know well, that Odyssey is very good, so I, yeah. I don't want to bash it too much, so.
0: Yeah, well I uh, I guess I'll retouch on on my history. I uh never played any of them growing up, uh but I was always a fan of the series. I watched several I think playthroughs of some of the first games on YouTube, uh and I had played bits and pieces of of 2 and 3 and 4. Uh, at various points in my life, and then now, obviously, I've decided to go back and play through all of them in order of release. Uh, I've played through one and two, and now I am probably like forty, fifty percent of the way through Brotherhood. Uh, oh, that's so, nice. so I'm very I much have... looking forward to the rest of the series.
2: How are you finding Brotherhood?
0: Uh, I would say right now it's probably my favorite of the three. Uh, much like many people, uh, have have found. Um, it it it's like I said to Derek uh I think last week um, the it it is it makes one seem like a proof of concept and two is the true entry point in the series and then Brotherhood is the sequel where it takes the the concepts from two and kind of perfects them and and, and implements them in its own uh you know unique setting um and yeah. I, I like uh it, it it centralizes the game into one location and in in a way makes it even more of an open world game because you have the opportunity to actually uh you know do different things um with the location and since it's all uh since it's all contained in in the one central area uh it 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 gives the opportunity for them to focus more on the intricacies of it instead of just kind of putting objectives on a big map yeah uh so I'm I'm really enjoying it so far, uh, and I'm very much looking forward to finishing this one and then moving on to the rest of the series. Um, and then Derek, I know you you, you played quite a few of them, right?
1: Yep, Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so I, yeah I I didn't play any one or two on release. Uh, right. I picked up one. Uh, from recommendation from uh our friend Kyle. He was super super into the series. So uh, says, you know, you know what, I'll I'll play it. Uh I saw the Brotherhood trailer and it basically convinced me to be an Assassin's Creed fan. Um so I played one, I played two, and just as I finished up two, Brotherhood released, uh, and I played Brotherhood. I love Brotherhood, and then I played it yearly for the next right? Because right? they came out every year. Yeah, uh, that's right. uh, yeah, Revelations came out, played Re- three came out. I did wait on four. I didn't play four right away. Um Cause I, I got it on, I got a PS4 like the next summer and I bought it that summer and played it, played it, um, then. And, uh, but four was the last one that I played for a while. Uh, I didn't, I did, I bought unity, but then didn't just didn't like it. Um, and so because of that, I never picked up syndicate uh, I was not interested at, at all at first at in Origins because um, I was just like I I felt I was like burned I was like a fan like no you've let me down too many times uh, I'm not you know I'm done with you Assassin's Creed um, so then finally this year I they released the trailer for Valhalla and I said oh my God why did I ever uh, <laughs> let let you go Assassin's Creed and I yeah. bought Origins. <laughs> and played through Origins, and now I'm playing through Odyssey. Yeah, that's...
0: I feel the same way, right? Like, I, like before this year, like, there from from when Black Flag released to now, right, There I felt like Assassin's Creed just crept into the back of my mind further and further, you know, because there was the... It, it fell into that Call of Duty pattern where they're just kind of making a yearly quota, releasing the same game over and over, everyone's getting uninterested, Unity was yeah. a whole glitchy and buggy mess, and then they they you know took a year off reinvented the franchise uh with with the RPG mechanics and then that's when it kind of kind of crept back into into the front of my mind and then now with the Valhalla trailer that's when I was like okay this is I want to get back into this now and it seems like that's pretty much the consensus with most people like i mentioned yeah. earlier i swear to god after the first valhalla trailer dropped I just started seeing Assassin's Creed pop up everywhere as a topic. Like I was seeing lists of like the best of all time. I was seeing like, Oh, how does Assassin's Creed one feel to play now? Uh, And like just a bunch of stuff. And it's, it's been really cool.
1: Yeah. It's, it's crazy to see uh, the game be like, have gamers have a renewed faith in the series. And it's like, uh, I wouldn't say at top form, uh, but uh, I somewhat returned to to form for for Ubisoft uh, with the genre. Um, I'm curious to hear uh, your thoughts, uh, Jeremy, on the current games. Uh, I I liked I enjoyed Origins. Yeah. Um, but uh, <clears throat> I am less starting to less enjoy the fact that it's not contained within like the open worlds feel starting to feel too big and especially with Odyssey uh I miss the like using a city to to my advantage and rooftops and like uh people like crowds and people to to like you know carry out assassinations and stuff like that and I I kind of get where the series is kind of what has become is it's it's less beca- of a uh assassin game now and more of a uh a historical RPG, but I can't help but miss, um, you know, the, running around the streets of Rome and, uh, you know, or on the rooftops of Rome to, to do things. And, like, that's the big thing I think I'm missing in these games is a large, like, city environment to, uh, to play around in. Um,
2: I, I completely agree. And in that way, I both hate and love the, um, the environment for that yeah sorry um, so it's it's kind of for the way that they went into creativity of uh, okay we've got to reinvent the franchise and letting go of a few things, so they let go of obviously if you go further back in time, you have less industrial development and less mm-hmm. urbanized cities and things like that. I feel Brotherhood was the pinnacle of how they reached as far as the development from the Assassin's Creed series got um, using what they knew of the skills that they had developed for the character of Ezio.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and then they sort of drifted away from... Well, they tried, obviously, to, to complete it with the um, revelations, and then they drifted off into the American Revolution. Um, and obviously, the challenges faced with having a, having a person jump from building to building in revolu- rev- revolutionary America is just a bit odd.
4: Right, but um
2: they introduced the the ships in that game and then from there you had black flag and then black flag was where i felt they had done something different enough that i was interested in playing the game again however it stopped really being anything such as like assassin's creed you know hiding between um bushes and just jumping out of rooftops to 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 stab people
1: which I, I would definitely I would definitely agree. I I know for me like Brotherhood I I always feel Brotherhood is the best in the series, but I know for me like 4 is the one that has like this special place in my heart because I just love the pirate aspect of that game and yeah. I felt like at least in in um 3 and 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 4 they at least do a, a decent job giving like with the environmental parkour and like scaling trees and running through the treetops. Uh they did that well, but that so like that i feel is also kind of missing uh the, the parkour aspect is definitely missing from these uh these current games and i know for like you saying like you you got into the series cuz you loved parkour <laughs> um like i don't know how do you feel about how like that transition away from that that movement style you know
2: well i i would have liked to have seen so i haven't uh, played the ghost of tsushima and it just seems like if they were to, to lean in a really skillful side. So I was interested in this idea of, of having a really skillful assassin play in a game and play in history. Um, and obviously parkour is something that you wouldn't you know, identify with a historical assassin. But having a really skillful character that you can move and agile and use the environment in a way that hadn't played in a previous game, I was, I'd be really interested in playing that game. Um, but obviously they're leaning a bit towards your environment and blending Witcher 3 and Skyrim together into what I imagine you have now, which is Valhalla. Mm -hmm. But, uh, I mean, it depends upon your experience. I mean, I've played hours and hours and all the DLCs going through this game, so I even played the Tyranny of Washington... Wow. Which was uh, <laughs> the AC three game? Actually, I think Dante. I, I told you about this when it came out, and I actually absolutely loved it um, for the reason of the idea of your the first American president being a, an absolute madman uh, was <laughs> exciting for a, a British person to hear. Like you, you should have come back to us. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, um, but yeah, it 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 was. Uh, that was an interesting concept, and obviously um, origins reinventing again, uh, so it, it's a bit of a series that keeps reinventing itself, but um, how they do it, uh, I have a few yay moments and a few nay moments, mm-hmm. but yeah yeah like at I this mean, point, what do you think at
0: this point with the with you know now Valhalla and Odyssey, it feels like they're straying away from what like like the core Assassin's Creed formula in a way. Uh, so it's almost like they're making new games but just slapping the Assassin's Creed name on there kind of like what we were saying with Tom Clancy but I guess copy and paste uh like historical setting onto it you know where they just like make a game that takes place in a very specific time period and location and then Mm -hmm. like slapping a hood on that guy and then then you got an Assassin's Creed game.
1: As someone who like enjoys history uh like i am definitely i i like it like I, yeah. the idea of a historical rpg is is cool i like you know that's a big reason uh why that you know that, that's also kind of like grounded in reality yeah. In, yeah. in a somewhat way is is cool like that's what's cool about ghosts of yeah. uh shishima and that's what i think is keeping me more engaged with origins and odyssey is like i'm playing in ancient egypt or i'm i'm playing in ancient greece and i like it's that, you know, we're, yeah. it's cool to think about. Like, yeah, I can't wait to play a Viking invading England uh, when it was back. You know, when it was the Anglo saxon area, or whatever. Era.
2: And they should they should be doing it um, to such a point where I believe that you can even invade the town that I used to live in um, Not in the east in East <laughs> Anglia. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 great. and, and the way that it sort of involves these different places and different histories. And the Dark Ages is obviously dark for the reason that there's very few historical documents. I mean, myths and legends like you know Arthur and Merlin come up during this period in time. So I have a feeling that that will come up in the series yeah. because it was related to this period. Which
0: I mean, yeah, I've noticed. Super cool. Yeah, I've noticed with... Uh, the bit, the inklings I have heard about Odyssey, and and from what I've seen with uh, Valhalla so far, it seems like they are kind of leaning more into the uh, the mythos and the and and like the mystical side of things. Like I I think I over like someone uh, one of my friends the other day I heard was playing Odyssey, and and I heard something about a Pegasus. Uh, so yeah, it's like and that even seems really cool to me because I love mythology. I love Greek mythology, Greek and Roman. I love. Uh, Norse mythology, so all of that on top of the historical setting is also really exciting to me. Um, well, have you,
2: have you ever played um, Rise, Son of Rome?
0: No, what is that?
2: Um, it, it's a game that came out maybe about uh, 2000, maybe 2012, and it was a game where you could be a Roman centurion, um, mm-hmm. and the mechanics in the game were beautiful and it was uh you were a lone centurion uh fighting their way through and you're included in battles it was very uh it was very accurate as far as uh, the history goes and they never made a, a sequel to the game hmm. they just ended it there um so for any of you who want to go in, on steam and and revisit the game i highly recommend it um it's still a great 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 game to play but um from from games like that i absolutely love uh historical games like yourself and um obviously they pick who's a good person historical person and who's a bad one Mm -hmm. um which is a a rather interesting take so i'm sure you'll meet uh, pericles and odyssey
0: i'm sure yeah i mean odyssey is is dead last on my list of games uh in terms of just the order because of it's the most recent one oh yeah uh but i am i'm still much looking forward to getting there. Uh i think one of the reasons that i i love assassins creed so much is just because of the immersion and like how in the setting you feel most of the time like they really from especially in from what i've played in 2 and brotherhood they really nail the the feel of 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 a uh, of you know uh renaissance italia. Well I that's
3: think- true. Yeah, go on. Sorry, Jeremy. I think that's like the 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 catch to it, right? That you can just be somebody walking through like times of old and stuff like that. And you used to see all these like screenshots of like the bridges in Rome and stuff like that, or like I think in the third one they had like Boston Commons and stuff like that, compared to like what they rendered it as, and then like what the real thing looked like.
1: That's like a. A, a big thing that came up uh last year is uh unity has the best 3d model of uh no- the notre dame in, that's right in existence yeah it's like the only way to see the notre dame as it is was originally built now huh. which is crazy
0: yeah especially from <laughs> unity which is which i've heard almost no good things about <laughs> <laughs> it was
2: it was really bad absolutely it glitched like a just it was awful but um, the the in the the design of the game was beautiful, and they really did an amazing job of capturing capturing the interior and exterior of the Notre Dame. So if they ever decide to finally rebuild the bloody thing, um, yeah, it's a, it's a good way that they can start by calling Montreal Ubisoft, having them send over rendering images.
3: <laughs> yeah, do, so, really. in the later games, do you run into like? Um like big figureheads that well, you I mean... used to run into in like three and two where you're like Leonardo da Vinci's like drinking friend and
2: no, and they really let go because in Unity they decided to experiment with this idea that you can sort of jump through these different wormholes and these like time um time lapse things uh where the animus has like an error and you end up um jumping into another ancestor of yours at a different period in time. So in one of the later parts of the series in Unity, you end up jumping from, obviously, uh, you jump from France uh, into, I believe, in the 1700s into uh, World War I, and you meet Churchill. Um, and Churchill's not prime minister yet in the United Kingdom. He's a, still a, pol- a diplomat slash spy and uh, you're helping him take down some Zeppelins. Um, so, yeah, it's a really interesting concept, and you're in Paris still, and you get to use machine guns. So it was sort of the first concept, and they do this quite a lot. So in um, AC3, they introduce ships to the, to the game series to see if it functions, and then they introduce Black Flag, um, just like introducing these sort of time jump things in a- AC Unity. Um, which they haven't yet had a proof. I mean, they did a little bit in Syndicate, but uh, not much.
1: Solid. I know in uh, like in Origins, like the only the only real like historical figures you run into, are you, like you run into uh, Cleopatra. Like the the time period is sent, set 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 in Dante is like when uh, Cleopatra is like fighting her brother for. Um, like, right, the, right. the throne of Egypt, and, and eventually, like, Julius Caesar uh, gets involved, which is pretty cool, but it's, like, that, like, that's it, really, like, that's the only, you know, you meet her, like, halfway through the game kind of thing, like, um, they're not as, I feel like, involved as, like, say, Leonardo, Leonardo da Vinci, mm-hmm. I almost said Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. Yeah. That would be pr- well, pretty like-
3: cool. <laughs> That was always such like a cool thing, and I think that's what made. Like, yeah, he Leonardo... was like your best friend. Yeah, yeah, and he'd always like give you these like crazy inventions, and then be like, "Oh, crazy Leonardo and his flying machine," and you'd fly it around or something. Yeah. But, but not even him or like uh,
2: like the Mac- Medici. Uh, what is it, Machia- Machiavelli? Machiavelli?
3: Machiavelli, yeah. No, no, no uh, um, like I forgot what his name is, but it's like something Medici, the guy, the patron for all like the artists in Rome. Um it, I think it's like a big brotherhood.
4: Person. Yeah, but what, he ended the, up
3: being the Pope of yeah. uh Rome for uh, Pope Rodrigo Borgia? Oh
0: yeah. Yep.
3: No 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 uh, well that well that was like their um their like competitor. It's like the Medici's and the Borgia's. I don't know. Lorenzo but, um,
2: I um, no, I believe no, yes. Yeah, I, th- I don't remember. Well there is there is a Lorenzo Medici, but I do yeah, get it's, what you... Yeah, uh,
3: that's who it is, Lorenzo Medici.
2: Okay. I, I, do, I do want more characters like that, like the Leonardo DiCaprio. Um, Leonardo Di, you see, I did it now. Um, <laughs> to be more involved in the games. Um, <laughs> it's so easy to pull up on that. Um, but but uh, yeah, it's... And by the way, the Cleopatra, um, Cleopatra storyline is, is 100% accurate. Absolutely. Um, she had a competition with her brother. She, wasn't, she had to have him um, put to one side while she reclaimed the throne and needed Jude- the Romans' help because uh, Egypt was weak at the time. And obviously because Julius Caesar did all of this, he lost a lot of favor in Rome and obviously ended up losing a lot of blood for it. Um, but it's. I just would like to see, I mean, can you think of a Viking hero uh, that you would like to see in Valhalla an English here at that same time
3: well they could like squeeze in like I don't know like Leif Erikson somehow or Eric the Red or I don't know I, I don't know what time period it is but you know like they could be like oh it's that crazy Eric the Red he always wants to go sailing his ships to other places or like you know I, I don't <laughs> know but it would even if they like dog-eared something in that
2: they could like, they could do Beowulf. Ooh.
3: Yeah, or who, yeah. Was the, who was the English king who like banished all the Vikings in that like crazy siege?
2: Uh, that was before Edward the Confessor, so I have to let you know. So in school, we learn um, up until the point of uh, Normandy. So the last English king that we get taught, unless you do a, a special degree for it, is um, uh, Alfred the Great. So I believe Alfred the Great stopped the, the incursion of Vikings. And then the next old English king is uh, Edward the Confessor, who, who dies, and then um, England goes into French occupation.
3: Yeah, I think it was Alfred, and he like came out of the swamps with a bunch of like peasants or something like that, and pushed back all the... Like, I don't know. Now we're
1: just talking history, but... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
3: I
0: mean that's that's
1: Welcome what you get with the... Assassin's Creed. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, it's, Are you uh... talking about uh, Alfred the Great? Yeah, it yes. must have been Alfred the Great. Yeah. So that's the timeline that this game deals with. Yeah. Oh right. Yeah. Okay.
2: That's going to be pretty interesting then. Um, the, the, because... the
1: Great Heathen Army is is the like the invading Viking force is called. Right.
3: Yeah. So I guess there was this. There's this whole story about how he like came out of the. He got all these like no name armies and like banded them all together. And um, it was like he fought all these Vikings in the swamps. He just had like this misty swamp, like awesome. Well, it, that, with that, them.
2: it's still a swamp now. Um, that <laughs> <laughs> that that area that you're talking about is basically the definition of New Jersey. Um, <laughs> it, it's just it's it's not a great place. But I I like the fact that they're using that. Um, and they're they're coming to England, I guess again. Um, to, to do the story, but I'd like to see it expand and for you to see other places.
0: How are, uh, how are you feeling about
2: Valhalla overall, Jeremy? Um, not, I mean, I, I'd rather have done something in Asia, if I'm being honest. Uh, if anything, even if it would have been, um, I believe the other assassin that they have is someone called Xiao, uh, Zhao Jian or Zhao Shan who's um uh, uh the chinese assassin uh and going through uh Tan dynasty china that would have been amazing well
0: uh, or maybe, doing feudal... time in the future
2: oh, absolutely but um vikings are definitely in and uh <laughs> i'm definitely going to be playing it
0: you heard it here first vikings are in <laughs> uh, how about what about uh the gameplay though and and all of that jazz
2: uh, so it looks like they've upgraded a lot of the perks and skills that you'll be using, and obviously customization is a, a big deal. I think it's because of cyberpunk and, and games like that which are showing that you can uh, upgrade your characters as much or as little as you like, just like in Odyssey, <clears throat> um, and to some degree Origin as well. So I'm kind of looking forward to making my, uh, my Viking as brutish and barbaric as possible. As my uh, my teacher once told me in
0: school. Cool. I know. Uh, yeah. I know all of us. Uh, Jeff, Derek, and I are pretty excited about Valhalla. Um, I'm definitely. I love. Like I said, I love North stuff. I love Vikings. Uh, I think everything I've seen from the game so far looks pretty cool, in terms of ha- like how it is as an Assassin's Creed game. As long as you slap some Assassin's Creed lore in there, I'm good. I'm good with it. <laughs> like, one of the things so... I love so much about the Assassin's Creed games and like things I keep noticing playing Brotherhood is the way that they explain gameplay mechanics within the context of the world, where like your mini map in the game is constantly referred to you just as the map, like as the characters, because it's because you as Desmond are in the Animus. So, like, the HUD that you see in the Animus is the HUD that Desmond sees as the person in the Animus, which is, like, a really cool concept for me. I love it when games go out of their way to explain like, random shit like that. Uh, Like, uh, there's some old RPGs that, like, explain away, uh, like, save points, even, and, like, stuff like that I just love. And, like, and so, like, the menu in the game is the menu in the Animus. So, it's like, you are, it's almost like you are playing a video game where you as a character who's playing a video game as an as assassin it's like <laughs> yeah it's like so that stuff i love so like if if you have any any of that uh in valhalla and like in in the the newer ones i'm uh i'm all for it
2: well it does look like they're stepping away from it and um i don't want to go into spoilers obviously yeah i don't um... know i don't
0: know how they how they deal with it past the past like three i guess the only thing i know about about it past there is that in four it's like the animus is like a a tourist thing like you can go and like go in the animus and like ah oh, look at it's fun to go be a, a an ancient person you know it's almost like a, an attraction
2: exactly and um it just I I feel like maybe they're leaning more and more into that because Ubisoft has realized oh we've got to keep explaining this thing that we started <laughs> with um, yeah. so let's just throw up a quick five minute cutscene. Uh, and then go back to it.
3: Do you guys think um, that they've dug themselves a hole by just, like, releasing the Animus in, like, the first couple of them and, like, Desmond's whole story? And they're like, shit, there is this backstory. And, like, we have to explain it. And, like you just said, Jerry, like they just, like, yeah. have to, like, find a way to, like, dog ear the like, Animus features. Like, do you think, like, they, like, feel like they're pigeonholed from that or you think they think that's like a thing people care about because i i don't know if i really care about the animus and present-day stuff in any assassin's creed game
1: i know like that's how i felt uh with origins because in origins they it sounds like they they they're trying to start a new kind of like trilogy of stories with a new character And like, but there's just like no, you don't. With Desmond, it's like with Desmond, you were thrown into this Assassin's Creed world just like he was. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So you're, it's like the 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 mystery. You're like, I want to figure this out as he's figuring it out, and so that like helped engage you a little bit there. But with this, like, it it feels like it's at least for me in Origins, it was like, okay, like how do I get past this stupid part so I can like go uh you know back to playing as 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 Bayek or whatever and I think that like a couple times I want to say the cutscene, it like pulls you out there's a cutscene, and then you just immediately can go back into the animus and it was like why why do this <laughs> uh, yeah. I know like I'm 15 hours into Odyssey right now and there hasn't been anything outside the animus so I'm like okay is there even any like they set it up like there was supposed to be this outside story and now like, they haven't even touched on it at, yet at all. Yeah. Like, are they ever going to touch on it? Well, um,
0: maybe it's doing something similar to what the first couple games did, because in Assassin's Creed 1, Desmond's sections of gameplay and his uh, development and story were very crucial to the to the game's narrative. It, it helped. Yeah. And, like, they really wanted to whole, set up that whole thing. Uh, but then in 2, like, it's hardly there at all, right? Like, in 2, there were maybe 3 Desmond sections. And now in Brotherhood, there's an introductory bit and so far I haven't been required to step out of the animus whatsoever. So which maybe it's
1: just, just like that. Like I, like I feel like they gotta just commit to yeah. one, like either do all or nothing. Like either help me get engaged in this story or just throw it away.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well like I said, I don't know I haven't played Origins, so I don't know what they're doing with that story, but maybe that's what they were they're trying to do is just have that exist as a setup and then kinda freeing up the reins with the next couple of games.
3: Do you think it's just because they call it an Assassin's Creed game that they have to like include Abstergo and animus
1: stuff? Well, well it's because they're still trying to do that, like the the like future people story, the ancient people story too. And I don't even know what how that plot <laughs> moved forward last game, but apparently I, I, it did.
2: <laughs> so I should probably tell you that um, the conclusion in. Um, uh, oh, how shall I say this the past future storyline like this is a sentence which relates to Assassin's Creed now um, that you'll find in the conclusion to Odyssey I guess I should put it you can find it in the comic book and it will tell you how the story ends because Ubisoft didn't actually want to put the Proper ending to the game in the game, they decided to throw it up in the the comic book. Uh, I I can't go into too much detail because obviously I don't want to ruin it for you. But um yeah yeah. So when you finish I, the game, guys, just you know. I guess I'll Google it okay.
3: when I finish. <laughs> <laughs> like... I, I, I don't know. The, the ending of three was just a complete like. I'm sorry, I'm gonna bring it up again, but it was just like a dumpster. I I put my controller down and I was just kind of said like, what the hell was that? <laughs>
0: I am very excited to get there.
3: There was like so much lead up to it. And I'm not sure what the lead up was. I'm not really sure what the hell was even going on.
0: And it's (laughs) like, and it's like why it, it, even though I haven't played it, I feel like it's already a step down to do this whole trilogy with Ezio and then have the conclusion to that entire story be in a game with a completely new character that, you probably don't care as much about it's like why wouldn't you have the big resolution to your story be in the resolution to Ezio's story as well you know
1: especially when they they like uh like build up this like Ezio knows who Desmond is because of that scene in in uh in Rome where he you know he like grabs a scepter and, and Juno's like talking mm-hmm. to Desmond instead of Ezio, like that would have felt like a pretty cool conclusion if, if Ezio got some like clarity on, and I, I don't remember actually remember if he ever does, but you know, on who's this Des, like that'd be crazy. But instead, no, we, we go into Assassin's Creed three and we're playing with Connor and, then mm-hmm. that all happens. And it's like, what the, like, what the yeah. hell? And it's, it's like, pretty... it
0: feels like at, that's the point where they decided, like, okay, we don't care about this whole connected storyline anymore. We just want to take the game into different historical settings.
1: Yeah. Let's yeah. just end it. that's It's f- funny that they ended it, they basically ended it with... 3ish they ended it ish i guess and then like 4 you're playing as an abster- uh, an employee of Abstergo yeah, who's, yeah, like yeah. making a pirate game for Abstergo or something like that or like researching pirates for Abstergo. and yeah, then obviously is... into like
0: a video game developer or some shit it,
1: yeah it's like some cre- like you're walking around the office
2: as yeah, the Yeah i do remember that <laughs> <laughs> for, for um, the like it's so stupid but <laughs> so in in the way we're missing out on what i felt was the best iteration of the Assassin's Creed franchise that nobody ever talks about and it actually was a really good direction but it came at the end of the life of, I believe it was the PlayStation 3 um, and the Xbox 360 and that would be Assassin's Creed Rogue
3: oh,
2: so yeah. Rogue, Rogue, Rogue is
0: the I one that have. came out after Black Flag before Unity
2: yes, that's it, and it was like at the end of the life of those consoles if you still had it, um, people would play it. I don't. I'm not sure if that had backward pan compatibility at that point, but um, I'm not sure if anyone really bought as many units uh, as they did for Black yeah. Flag. But uh, I felt like it was a great game, and the concept was really good. Like he was a pissed off Irishman who just wanted his revenge. So I was all in.
0: Yeah, I mean, I out of all of these, like. Each one of the games in the series has a certain level of intrigue for me where I am very excited to play every single one of them for different reasons. But Rogue and Syndicate specifically, I feel like I don't... Th- that was in that lull period for me where, like, I, after Black Flag, I kind of dipped away from the series for whatever reason. Either other games were coming out, I was more focused on other things, like, it, Or people in general had said the, the quality in the games had dipped. But, like, Rogue and Syndicate, I... Feel like I know the least about, and I am very much looking forward to maybe finding some hidden gems in there.
2: Uh, yeah, yeah. I I think in if you're following the story, um, it definitely it's it twists it around so you're not playing as an assassin anymore. You're playing as a Templar.
0: Yeah, I do remember that as yeah. a, as a selling thing, right? Yeah, and that, that's cool to me too. Like I love I love the assassins and Templars lore, and I like I love the whole like organization that. That spans the like the entire globe as well as like a long, long period of time, and it's just been around forever. and And I, I'm I'm super curious to see how that plays into all of the games, but at the same time, like we said, it feels like they're just straying away from that and just kind of slapping some dudes into a specific location and saying like, it's an Assassin's Creed game.
2: Yeah, <laughs> and then, <laughs> and unfortunately, that's really common with them. Um, so one of the cool things that they had in that game, is that it was a direct follow-in to uh, Unity. Okay. So you, the last scene of you Rogue, or one of the last missions that you do, actually ends up becoming one of the first scenes that you find in Unity of the character of uh, 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 Arno Victor Dorian. I think that's his name.
0: Hmm. Yeah. That's, a, that's really cool. I love that kind of stuff, too.
2: Yeah. So yeah, it becomes like, like a really big story, and then, yeah.
0: Yeah, past yeah, like I said, past four. I don't really know much about any of the games, so I'm 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 super excited for all of them. Jeremy, but, um as a
3: um as a the resident uh, Assassin's Creed master, um, no uh, no all, um, have you ever played Assassin's Creed Two Discovery?
2: Uh, yeah, that was a mobile game, right? Yeah, it was oh. for the DS. Uh, no, I have not. That's the only unit I don't don't believe I played. I played the mobile units, the pirates game that came out. That was uh, uh, I also played Liberation, which was the um, New Orleans girl uh, who was a former slave and freed. And there was also another version of that um, with Adewale, uh, who was uh, one of the pirate hands uh, or quartermaster on the Jack, uh, jack door. Sorry, guys. Um, I'm just apologizing. I'm I'm apologizing because this is embarrassing. Um, (laughs) The Jackdaw was a ship and he served as a quartermaster for uh, the main character. And what they decided to do is, uh, because he was um, a former slave freed into piracy, they made a game out of him. So he was freeing slaves in the Caribbean and basically becoming a maroon um, or, or marooner. To, uh, three other slaves so it was an interesting game. All of those games are really cool, but um, they really didn't do anything more with them.
0: Hmm. There are a lot of Assassin's Creed spin-off games.:
3: Yeah, I, after you started naming those, I was looking at like related searches on Google, and I've not heard of like half of those) <laughs>
0: Yeah, there's like yeah. a lot of
3: DLCs for games, and then like they did a
0: in that period of time too, where Rogue and Syndicate were coming out. they doing a lot of of, uh, of off games, like Assassin's Creed Chronicles. Uh, yes,
2: and that was a I actually like the concept for that. So they ended uh, India, Russia, and then I was China as well. Yep. Um, it was like the t- sort of a 2D merge, slightly 3D game, uh, really artistic, really colorful. And, um, but it, it really lacked all of these places. I mean, being an assassin in India, um, being an assassin in, you know, the Red, red October in, in Russia is interesting. Yeah. And obviously, being an assassin in uh, Tang Dynasty China, all of those things I'd like to see in a fully fledged game. But yeah, they right? gave, yeah.
0: It's like all seems like they have all these all these other diverse locations that would be really well suited to a full game but they just haven't tackled yet and
2: I'd love to see them at some point you know exactly yeah and I'd like to see them go back to the middle east as well because yeah. you know that's the origin of the word assassin
0: exactly yeah. and like I, I I would love to see how they tackle some of the older concepts in modern day and I think Ghost of Tsushima is a really good example of this because it feels Uh, like a a decent combination of the two styles of assassin's creed games where you have the rpg elements as well as the the classic like assassination combat so you can kind of do either and i'd love to see them kind of tackle like now that they have the experience of making origins and odyssey and now valhalla i want to see them go back and attempt to recreate something like the first couple of games
1: I mean they just they should just look at the combat for for games like uh for like Ghost of, of Tsushima um where it's it's slow methodical uh like th- I I miss the feeling of an Asa- of Assassin's Creed where if you're fighting more than like 3 enemies you you shouldn't be fighting anymore yeah. you should be yes. running you should be get- escaping and mm-hmm. uh I think Ghost of Tsushima at least does uh, the, the the combat in that game is just feels satisfying and it's it becomes a skill based thing instead of like how strong is my character uh, which is what that's what I don't think I like about the new games is it's like yeah what level am I and what abilities have I unlocked is yeah. kind of or like yeah using my abilities correctly i i i I talked about this last i think last week on the podcast where i like got into a fight in uh odyssey where uh, i just have this one move where that i can like stab i can do like a stab on people and so all i do is just like dodge hit dodge hit dodge hit till my ability builds up do the ability and i was just chaining i was just doing that for like 10 minutes fighting all these like hordes of enemies that just kept coming at me coming at me coming at me but i like i didn't run away because i didn't need to all i just needed to do was like keep this flow of gameplay and it felt so like bleh and like this isn't fun i'm not enjoying this uh so i like i don't know i've fallen in love with the combat in ghost of tsushima it makes me i i compare it i think about it a lot comparing it to uh like sekiro in the sense that yeah. like it's skill based in a way, and, and it's it feels also but it feels, very
0: realistic.
1: It feels satisfying to hit your parries as opposed to, uh, like, time to time your parries correctly as opposed to in Odyssey or Origins. It just doesn't feel satisfying to do a parry or or needing like I don't need to do a parry. Like I can just hack at, hack at people for like ten minutes and then use an ability to kill them instead of like, no, I need to like. You know, be good at this combat, not just like be a high enough level. That's like my my main criticism.
2: Well, there's like um, there's this like gameplay theory that you know I keep hearing uh, developers talk about, where they're trying to keep you as interested and locked into the game as long as possible, but without having you reach that point of frustration and quitting the game and putting it down. They want you to keep playing as long as possible um without you having to put it down so right. it's in their interest to like you know keep you as a, as attracted to it as possible and in that way i feel like sometimes ubisoft just throws stuff on the wall to be like hey if you don't like this have this you know it's, um... right,
1: right like <laughs> yeah. especially i think with the way they build their open worlds it's like don't want to do that right now here's thousands of other things for you to go run around and do <laughs> yeah you know? exactly for me I, I i guess i don't like that uh Like, it makes uh, the Odyssey's world feel overwhelming. Like, the fact that, like, I'm running around to these islands, but wait, oh, wait, I have a ship that I'm supposed to use to get to all these other places. And, like, I feel like I'm missing out on parts of gameplay because I'm doing other things. And it's just, like, there's too many things to do.
2: Yeah, I mean, I was on one of those ships for so long, I ended up singing along with the rest of the crew. (laughs) Um, (laughs) We laughed. It's a true story
4: um <laughs> <I> know,
2: <laughs> like that's i fell in love with sea shanties
1: because of yeah of 4 exactly so did because I, yeah. Of spending so much time on the ship but i'm not i i don't know. i i find the ship combat in odyssey to not feel as satisfying as it did in four and it feels like almost like a downgrade but that could just be uh me looking at at assassin's creed 4 with rose tinted glasses and and you know the whole nostalgia factor it might actually be better i have no idea <laughs>
2: I might be tempted to go back and play it now, um, but obviously knowing that the gameplay is now entirely different to what I'm used to, mm-hmm. um, but one of the things that I would like to talk about, what do you guys think of the, the nemesis function in the games? So this is where you have the um, the bosses or mercenaries that you get to play in certain games, so um, I know, Dante, you've played uh, the one of the Lord of the Rings games where you have, mm-hmm. like, these challenger bosses. And, you know, if they see you, they then attack you. Or In, in Assassin's Creed Origins uh, Odyssey, they have the same nemesis function as well, where they have, like, these different higher-level bosses in different areas.
3: Are they just people who just, like, recognize you through your yeah. like, beats and stuff? So- oh, that's, yeah, that's actually, it. Yeah. I, I really like that. And, um. Shadow of Mordor. I thought that was a really um unique idea. Shadow of Mordor or Shadow of War, which one?
4: Shadow Both, of Mordor, I think, is the uh, first one. Yeah, sure. yeah. Um, I,
3: yeah.
1: Go ahead, I, I, I like it in Odyssey, uh, because it feels like I'm becoming kind of like this notorious mercenary, and I'm rising through the. Ra- I do, I do like that, and I like the idea of of uh needing to to hide or be careful about what I' where, you know, what I'm doing in an area because there might be a a, a guy looking for me that's too high level. Uh, yeah. and I, I I kind of I do like that uh, that's one of the things I do like about Odyssey. I don't like that I can't choose to fight that person because I'm not level thirty yet or whatever. Like that I don't like walking yeah. into a town and discovering there's a mercenary there and finding out, well, I can't actually fight him for another twenty hours of gameplay so I better remember he's <laughs> here. Yeah. That, yeah that just
0: it's like that's it, not that doesn't seem like part of the reason that assassins creed is great is because you have the like if you plan it right and and like in the earlier games if you stay stealthed and then like you know take the right path then you can just like one shot your target and and avoid right. conflict altogether yeah. or you can choose to fight everybody and it's like you you have that you have those options, but it's still realistic, no matter what you do. You know, like it's not—it's not like they're a higher level than you, so they can, for some reason, survive multiple blades to the neck. You know, <laughs>
1: S- stealth has an actual advantage. uh Whereas I feel like, and it—it it does. It seems like it is get, like they're planning. It does. It is going to get better with Valhalla. Is that they're like realizing, okay, yeah, like people like to play stealthily. We need to better balance the game so that if you want to be a stealthy viking you yeah. can be if you want to be a rage bloodthirsty viking you also can be and yeah so i i am excited that that does make me excited for this game because i can decide when i want to be stealthy and when i want to be a bloodthirsty you know rage induced viking uh which is one of the things I like about Ghost of Tsushima is I feel like I'm getting really good at the combat. So I like when I can just be a samurai and walk in and do a standoff and then just destroy every other person that comes up and kills me. And I also like that sometimes I can walk up into a village and just kill everyone from stealth and be the ghost. Um, Don't feel like I can do that in Odyssey at the moment. But maybe once I get farther in the game, I can become... A stealthy mercenary instead of a warrior mercenary.
2: I will just say that the um, the way to get around that problem is um, <laughs> It's both something I hate and I love. It's ghost arrows. Yeah, yeah. It's a. Uh, it just it makes it makes killing uh, almost redundant. It just you just sort of look at people and be like, ah, oh, I could, but you know, I'll, today I might actually stab you. But ghost arrows is just—it just makes a whole game. I start using them. I started using them at level twenty, and didn't stop using them the rest of the game. And just you know, that I didn't actually hit a hundred hours until I hit the DLC. Hmm. But uh, if you want to, you know, quickly get around a problem. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's like the uh, the crossbow in Brotherhood. I have. Broken. Oh yeah. It's so good. It just It's, so like, it's like the gun but better. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like a silent gun. It's uh yeah. Fucking
2: But um but, but, uh just quickly to ask you guys obviously seeing a lot of gameplay trailers come out. Um have you seen any of the old Assassin's Creed trailers? Uh, advertisements uh, from any of the old E3s.
0: I recently went back and watched the Brotherhood trailer, but other than that, uh, no.
2: Nice.
1: I know. I know. For me, the one that sticks out, uh, obviously, is the Brotherhood trailer because that's kind of like the one that got me interested in the in the series. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, yeah, I, I can't say I remember like seeing the Odyssey or Origins or even like the the Unity. Actually, I do remember the Unity trailer because. Sounded really cool with like the co op, like oh co op Assassin's Creed that's that sounds awesome, Mm -hmm. and then like oh like look how detailed this the you know they made uh, Paris and like the French Revolution oh cool and then like it was a shit game and all (laughs) that just completely was wiped from my brain.
2: You know the the one thing about the detail that I would have liked is that London could have looked a lot better in the Victorian times, Um, Mm -hmm. but it didn't. Um, uh, sorry, I'm only kidding. Um, there were poor children everywhere. Uh, it was the, the detail that they use it is great, but uh, the reason why I was talking about the adverts is um, uh, some of the some of the most memorable moments that I've spoken to with friends have come from when they have seen like a, a promotion that's gone down. So, have you seen the black um, black flag one with uh, black beard?
0: Have not. No. I
2: okay.
1: I I probably have, but they it you know none of it sticks in my my memory.
2: Okay, cool. I'm just trying to trying to gauge how you guys uh, uh, get involved or got involved. If anything can be remembered uh, remembered from it. <laughs> but, yeah. no, no, not
0: quite. Uh, well, it sounds like we are we have uh almost exhausted our. Wealth of opinions on Assassin's Creed. So uh, <laughs> I'll uh, I'll cap off the conversation by asking each of you what are your top three games in the franchise. We'll start with uh we'll start with
1: you, Derek. Uh, I would say Brotherhood, Black Flag Origins. In what order? Which uh, bla- that, uh, four, One, wait. one to three. Brotherhood one black flag two, origins
0: three. Oh, did you come come back on origins or
1: on, yeah. on brotherhood
0: uh, I thought, yeah i thought I you told me before that black flag was your favorite but
1: it is my favorite but the more we talked about the games today the more i realized i think brotherhood's my favorite yeah i just love two i mean like it's it's three brotherhood is the best assassin's creed game of all time four is the greatest pirate's creed game of all time right <laughs>
3: <laughs> All right.
0: Uh how about you Dante?
3: Um I would echo the 2. I would I mean um Brotherhood, I would say Brotherhood is the best. Um coming in second for me would probably be 2. Um just like the change of pace and stuff like that, able to skip through cutscenes. <laughs> was a big <base laughs> plus for me. Um, there's a lot of twists and turns in Ezio's story and just like the uh, kind of like raw emotion and stuff like that I really enjoyed uh, probably my third would be the third I did really enjoy um, Assassin's Creed 3 nice and it had a pretty solid story that I really enjoyed um, with your uh, i was just going to spoil it for you but
0: I'll uh, refrain with, from with that with Connor?
3: <laughs> Uh yeah, just like his story and um I know about know, his like,
0: I know that his dad is a Templar.
3: Yeah, just just that and um I mean, I think it fizzled out the end of the game. Mm-hmm. The story like Desmond's story obviously was terrible. Yeah, I'm yeah, going to yeah. say that for <laughs> a third time, but um <laughs> even like Connor's story the pacing was sort of off. Um where you thought it would end, it ends a little bit after that. But mm-hmm. it did introduce the ship mechanics, so. Yeah. Yep. There you go. All right. How about you, Jeremy?
2: Um, Brotherhood. Uh, Brotherhoods. Following that, I would say. Black Flag. And to tie it off, I would say Rogue Freedom Cry.
0: Ooh, is that a is that like a an expansion or a DLC?
2: No, so Freedom Cry was the Adewale one, the um, the um, uh, black character who was a former slave. Oh. Okay. Um, I felt like they did something similar in Rogue, where they they took uh, an idea and they sort of flipped it, um, and I really liked those ideas. So yeah.
0: nice. Well, I've only played three of the games, so my <laughs> top three are. Uh... Brotherhood two and then one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let me tell you right now, definitely gonna change in the future. Uh, one is
3: a tough pill to swallow.
0: Yeah, I think I think one isn't great looking back on it, but it was necessary. Yeah, like it yeah, was it was, a, n- it was a necessary building block for the larger franchise, but as a game now, it is it doesn't really hold up that great yeah
2: read my article about it <laughs> and um just uh to top it off cuz obviously I know I started this earlier um but the ubisoft uh, misconduct yes um it, uh, <laughs> yeah. i think
0: it also obviously it, uh, on the surface that is uh you know just bad in terms of morality but i think it also reflects on their uh, unwillingness to to change and and that's kind of why we were seeing all of the kind of yearly releases fall flat.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: yeah it is. I, I wonder. I wonder how much the games would have changed if the uh, kind of team had been allowed to do what they want without all the all the unnecessary input from superiors. I
1: I know. Uh, hearing reading about um how they they wanted uh. Cassandra to be the the protagonist of Odyssey and not have uh, two characters uh, made me want to go back. I wish I could go back and change my character, uh, because I I picked the male character, Alexios, uh, because it sounds like uh, she was meant to be the protagonist. And um, I'm like, oh, man, I kind of wish I could have played the game as they imagined it when they designed it, instead of uh, apparently choosing the wrong option. So uh, I would recommend Andrew when you get to Odyssey play as Cassandra instead I, I of Alexia. Think I was planning on doing yeah. that. Yeah. But.
0: But yeah. Uh, cool. I think that uh, that just about wraps up that Assassin's Creed conversation. That was a uh, that was a good one. I think. Uh, so what do you guys say we uh, we round this out with some some trivia? Let's yeah. do, uh, which go, I, go right ahead. As the as the host of this episode, I will insert my name that I thought of for the trivia section, which is Megabyte. Because, <laughs> because it's a shark. All right, all Jeff, right. Let's see if Jeff, it sticks. Jeff didn't seem to latch onto that idea, so uh, I'll I'm I'm taking my shot while I got it. We'll uh, let the viewers decide. <laughs> And by viewers, we mean Steve. (laughs) All right, question uh, number one. The first Assassin's Creed game was originally concepted as an entry in what series? Prince of Persia? Uh, So, so, Jeremy, we're going to give
2: you some time. Sorry. uh, Sorry.
0: Think of an answer, and then.
1: (laughs) Yeah, then he'll ask us our (laughs) answers. Sorry, guys. It's not
2: Jeopardy. (laughs) <laughs> uh, so, do I have to put it uh, in a in a question format or?
0: Uh, no, but we uh, basically I'll give you guys like ten seconds to think of an answer, and then I'll ask each of you individually.
2: Oh, okay, cool. Um, Sorry.
3: Yeah.
0: Nope. All good. I'm pretty sure that one was a gimme anyway. uh Dante and Eric.
3: Yep. Prince of yep. Persia. Yep. Yeah. I you you totally guys s- thinking
0: yeah. of that? Got it. So, so Dante, <laughs> are you saying you might not have gotten it?
3: Uh, uh, maybe I would have had to think about it, but. I'll count it as a zero, because I probably wouldn't have gotten it.
0: I mean, I'll give it to you.
3: All right, give it to me.
0: (laughs) All right, (laughs) so each one, one point to start off. All right, question number two. What is the Assassin's Creed logo based on? And by extension, the logo of the Assassin Brotherhood in general in the games.
1: Oh, boy. Uh... I should know this. Oh. He should indeed.
0: <laughs> I'm uh I'm I'm curious to to know just how much Jeremy knows about about Assassin's Creed stuff. But we will we'll see. Everyone good? Yep. Yep. All right, we'll start with Dante.
3: <laughs> oh jeez. <laughs> <laughs> um, is it the Arabic Letter for A.
0: Ooh, maybe. Uh we'll go with uh will Derek next.
1: Uh I think it's the the shape of the foot of an eagle. Uh Jeremy?
2: Um, it's something close to that, so it's it's sort of I'm gonna say the shape of a blade for the yeah. yeah. I'm going to say it's a, the shape of some sort of... Yeah, I'm just going to say that they use it because it's there's different iterations of this symbol in all the uh, different Assassin's Creed. I'm going to say a shape of a blade. Okay. Yeah.
0: So, so Derek is the closest. It's technically the jawline
1: of an eagle. The jawline of the eagle. Ah. So
0: I'll give you a half a point, Derek, because the eagle <laughs> part you got. <laughs> well,
1: there's... At the end of i won't say it okay uh, I, won't, I don't want to spoil it but that's they okay. there's literally a cutscene. scene really shows you them thinking of the symbol
0: really yeah <laughs> that's funny uh well that's what i got from google so
1: and i uh, believe that's right
0: yeah all right well so derek with one and a half points uh, moving on to question three, uh, which Assassin's Creed game is the only one in the franchise where two different protagonists are in the same room?
2: Jacob and Evie. What Shit, we, sorry. What, what do we say, Jeremy? Uh, <laughs> sorry, sorry. I'm 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 using pub quiz uh, pub quiz rules. I'm um, sorry.
0: Uh, well, you have to you have to tell me the name of the game. So technically. Uh,
1: you didn't uh <laughs> you didn't get
2: it okay <laughs> i'm so terrible i'm so sorry i'm so genuinely right, uh, so sorry.
0: sorry everyone so everyone good then yep yep all right we'll uh we'll start with derek uh <laughs> syndicate <laughs> uh dante unity uh and uh and um jeremy
2: uh, Freedom
0: Cry. You're all wrong. Jeremy baited the fuck out of you. Uh, it's <laughs> Assassin's Creed Revelations.
1: Oh, duh. Because ah, oh, damn, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> damn
0: it. Uh. Um, yeah. I I guess I could have should have specified that uh, protagonists from two different games. All right. So Jacob and Evie are from the same one. So technically uh wouldn't have counted i didn't want to just like flat out say like no you're wrong at the beginning but uh Sorry. but all right question four points stay the same which game in the franchise in its promotional artwork teased feudal japan as a setting for a future game which is very funny now that we have ghost of tsushima <laughs> Got something, everyone good? Yeah. Yep. Yep. We'll start with uh Jeremy on this one.
2: Black flag.
0: Dante.
3: Um uh, uh, Dante, <laughs> when I asked if you were good, I uh I
0: assumed
1: you're <laughs> <know. be> <laughs>
3: um Rebels. Uh rebels?
1: Derek. Rebels? Oh, yeah. Uh Black Flag.
3: Black Flag
0: is correct. <laughs> uh, uh yeah i put it, what was it like a poster in abstergo right yeah so yeah. it was
2: like you had to really search for it it was like in a i don't know a message or an email or something that you had to look up it was yeah. ridiculous so that one that one's a fun one it's
0: uh it's cool that we have assassin or um ghost now that kind of fulfills that role but i would like to see ubisoft tackle feudal japan maybe someday yeah same uh yeah. all right question five and there is a bonus portion to this uh how many games in you know assassin's creed or otherwise does altair or his outfit make an appearance
2: oh god obviously
0: the and and bonus if you can tell me in how many he is playable okay Um, oh god yeah it's uh even though the first game in the series isn't the best one altair's legacy still lives on a lot throughout all the a lot of the games and a lot of other games too
3: so, is it how many assassin's creed games or how many just games flat uh, out?
0: uh yeah flat out how many games assassin's creed and others
3: okay
1: okay i've got an answer yeah so
2: it's um sorry just to to, to clarify his outfit and him have appeared yes correct okay.
0: so everyone everyone got something All right. Dante, we're starting with you. Nine. And then how
1: many is he playable? Five. Uh, Derek? I said uh, his outfit's an eight and playable in three. Okay. Uh, And Jeremy?
2: I said uh, seven, but his outfit's playable in three.
0: Alright, uh, so the only person who gets a point is Dante. Uh, he is playable oh. in five games. So. Oh, how many outfits? 17. 17?
1: Yeah. There's so 17
0: games? 17 games. Well, like I said, other Assassin's Creed or other games, so like any video game.
1: Oh, oh God.
0: <laughs> thought, oh, yeah. I thought yeah, I, made, I wasn't had made he in that
3: Soul Calibur?
1: Clear. Yeah.
2: Uh, Fortnite, so, he, he's got. And uh, he's been in fortnight. a lot, yeah. Okay. So
0: the ones that I got from from the Googs, uh, he is he appears him or his outfit in Assassin's Creed One and Bloodlines Two, Brotherhood Revelations Three Four Unity Origins, and then outside of Assassin's Creed he appears in or his outfit is in Metal Gear Solid Four, yep. Prince of Persia, Rayman Raving Rabbids Two, The Saboteur, The Witcher Two. Final Fantasy XV, and Smash Ultimate. Wow. And then Mm. he is playable in Assassin's Creed 1, Assassin's Creed 2, Revelations, Bloodlines, and Academy of Champions Soccer. (laughs) Uh.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Way to go, Dante! (laughs) So, (laughs) of course! So,
0: with two and a half points, Derek is the winner. Yes! That half point... Actually, point ended really up got it. in the end. Uh, yeah. but do you want to do the bonus? Uh, for fun, the tiebreaker. Yeah, let's
1: do the tiebreaker. All right.
0: So, not including the modern day or like outside the Animus portions, how many years in history does the Assassin's Creed franchise span?
2: Two. Ooh, I gotta stop doing that. <laughs> You're <were> about <laughs> to say something. I heard. Yeah.
1: <laughs> not, not counting the. Not counting the uh, anima-
0: not counting outside the animus, so only the assassin portions of the game.
1: Okay, okay, so and this okay, is
0: including sp- sp- spinoffs.
1: Okay. Um. Okay, I think I have. An Wait, answer. that makes it
2: that makes it a lot harder because sometimes the the game ends when the person either dies of old age or just dies. So d- is it the playable character, the number of years that you span? Uh, that's a good question. So I <laughs> I don't know. <laughs>
0: I didn't do an uh, an extensive amount of research into this. So, so I'll I'll tell I'll tell you what if you guys can give me yeah. I mean Derek already won so if you guys can give me a ballpark we'll say if you get within like twenty five years I'll give you I'll give it to you because okay. I I basically like I Googled the the time periods of the game and then I did math so okay so Dante give me a number uh
3: two thousand and sixty seven uh jeremy
2: jesus did you look that up um i would say (laughs) (laughs) uh the the entire story spans at least 2400 years uh and derek i'm gonna say 2100 years
0: uh so the number i had was 1967 I don't okay. know how accurate that is. Uh, That's, I have it yeah. from being 49 BC in Origins to 1918 in, in uh, Chronicles Russia.
1: Odyssey uh, takes place in 300 BC. Okay, so then, uh, fucking
2: um, yeah, but Ody- Odyssey is probably than. the closest. Yeah, Od- Odyssey's gets... the oldest one, um, and
1: yeah. Yeah, I'd probably. Ooh. No, yeah, even further, four thirty one B C to four twenty two B C. All
0: right, then, yeah, I just uh, maybe the the time periods I found were before Odyssey came out. I just found them all in one big article, so I am <laughs> I am wrong there. I lose a point. Uh, Jeremy, I guess, would
2: have been the closest on that, but Derek
0: okay, is cool. still the winner. Uh, Derek is
2: Derek is I'm still st- the winner. Well, still the winner. So, so congratulations, Sorry, guys.
0: uh Derek, you that half point coming in clutch. <laughs> Uh, and, uh, so that is gonna do it for this episode of The Game Sharks. This is absolutely our longest episode ever.
1: Uh, is it, though? It's like,
0: yes. The, <laughs> you wanna know the, the, like, recording time we're at right now, Jarek? Uh,
1: are Jarek? we almost at... Are we almost at th- three hours? We're
0: at three hours, 18 minutes.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: Oh,
3: so so if... it's, a, it's a chode, Sode.
2: So, <laughs> for time. those people that are listening, um, the it's ch- ch- somewhat in
0: the morning here yeah i feel uh, and... I, I apologize <laughs> profusely for that
2: it's all right it's fine uh yeah so I've had fun. yeah i've had fun and time.
0: thank you very much for joining us jeremy it was definitely a blast having you on uh you can check out our website at thegamesharks.com where maybe sometime one of us will write an article who knows it's probably been like a good month at least since the last one went up uh you can email us just like Jeff and Steve did today at Game Sharks Podcast at <laughs> in this fucking notes document. I put Game Sharks Podcast at email dot com which is <laughs> not how things work. Uh it's Game Sharks Podcast at Yahoo dot com. Uh you can follow our Instagram, Game Sharks Podcast, or our Twitter at GameSharksCast, where uh Alison, Jeff's lovely wife, will post updates and pictures uh periodically usually when episodes go up so i wonder if she's gonna do one this week since she's on vacation who knows uh but that's it for us uh you'll find derek and i next week uh i actually have no friggin' idea what we're doing next week for the podcast so we'll figure that out uh jeremy you got anything that you want to plug
2: uh nothing at all other than uh to say thank you very much to to everybody at game sharks and happy birthday to the baby shark uh dante <laughs> do, um do, do, do. thank you <laughs> and uh yeah it's it's been a blast uh, talking with you guys and i really appreciate uh being have to be brought on so of course it was great having yeah. you and above yeah. all Stadia is terrible we <laughs> it, yeah yeah T- take that home with you everybody just <laughs> take that home with you and just just understand it's it's just it's absolute shite
0: (laughs) 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 all right well uh that's gonna do it for us we'll see you next week uh
1: catch you later
3: bye
2: I'm actually a lady.